Yo, what's going on? We're back again with episode 69 of the Respiratory's podcast. I'm joined today by Anna, uh, standing up for the Anna section, and also Soraya's biggest fan, Ibu, better known as Backfang Man. Uh, yeah, man, we're going to review Dynamite, we're oh, going to preview Revolution, we're going to, you know, talk some news, and uh, yeah, man, we're going to get into it. But first of all, Anna, how you doing? Back again, three weeks in a row, hat trick. You know, the people yeah. missed you and we've brought you back in a big way. <laughs> Finally, I'm able to be back. Like, I, I was, I, I'm so excited to be able to be back, like, every week. Yes, Anna Section, thank you so much. We have to come back, like, this evil, the hashtag evil angels is just... Hashtag evil angels, man. It's way, it's way too early in the podcast. Look, look, look this is what he's trying to do, man. Look, look at this. <laughs> he's trying to, like, fake. No, it's not. It's not real. Nothing's authentic. No, I, love I, love people. I love the people. No, no, he's actually trying to get me off the podcast again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's been politicking backstage. But... He's getting too over it. You, know, you got to do the. got to do the WWE uh, Daniel thing. You got to job around. Trying to nuke me down. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be back. I'm good. It was a nice week and everything. So uh, mm-hmm. excited to talk about like you know. I had the ACA podcast Sunday. Now I'm back again, so I'm excited mm. to talk about everything. Anna Armada. Oh my god. Yeah, there's yeah, there's the somewhere. Anna Army. <laughs> oh my god. And to like, yes. You didn't throw any of mine up. I just realized. Like, yeah, bro. That's, that's <laughs> no, bro. This this is a hater podcast. Okay, okay. Now I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Come on, let's go. Wow. <laughs> I'm a good president. I see you, bro. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, there's been there's been a there's been a lot of stuff going on, but obviously, uh, I guess Ibu, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I, I talked to my queen Soraya this morning. Um, <sighs> we, we're, we're we're doing good. You know what I mean? She's 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 pretty she's pretty excited for this Sunday's pay per view. She's pretty you know she's warmed up. We spoke about it. At least someone, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's warmed up. She's ready. Uh, she's ready to steal the show and have the best match on that pay per view, which it's gonna be. You know, with with Soraya in there with Jamie Hader and Ruby Soho. So, you know, I talked to Soraya. She's ready to go. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then generally speaking, I'm in a good mood. You know what I mean? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, there's some cool stuff on Dynamite to talk about. Uh, I've been watching some Lucha, which is very exciting. You know, I've fallen in love with CMLL. Uh, it's and back. CML, it's, <laughs> it's it is back. CMLL is back. Mystical is back. You know, I'm all Lucha. You know, even backup hangman is, is is all is all CMLL, and uh, I'm excited. But yeah, man, good stuff. Obviously, it's Soraya quote tweet you like twice, and now you're talking uh, crazy on the internet. It's just she, these, these guys. She liked, is... No, she, she liked the tweet uh, of you quoting quote tweeting me saying that I hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> Yeah, That's man, she had to see what Pegman is all about. She went to the page and she's like, wow, man, this dude's him. You know what I mean? And I, I get no, it. That did not happen, bro. What? We're not, no, 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 <laughs> no. This is my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> did you follow you back yet? Can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> can't, comment, can't comment. You know, working out some things. You know what I mean? Ronnie's in the way, you know, so it's just kind of, it's a little, it's a little tough. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's tough. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, yeah, obviously, before we get into things, please like, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, 
And obviously, if you're feeling generous, get some uh, super chat sent in and we'll read them out. Uh, we've got a few here, so I'm going to get into those. Um, Charlottetown Spurs, $5. Ibu spent the summer at Monty's house in LA making sure he'd never, ju- never jump to one. <laughs> yeah, we're on the porch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's him. He's trying to. It wasn't even like a. It was. It wasn't even like a report. It was kind of just like something someone said in the Discord or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, CM exactly. Punk be booking the territory in his porch with TK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't let Ibu politic me though, Shaitan. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't let that go on. Not around here. I rock. You know. I rule with an iron fist. I. Uh, you know. Imagine uh, you You know. Monty's a dictator, but I, I get my creative through, you know. Mm. If it's good, gonna, you know. He's got a lot. Someone has to pay to get this shit on screen, man. CM Punk. If you want to send an Ibu prize, you've got to pay, you know. Like, it's just how it goes right now. You know, we don't can't do that with shit for free. Someone someone said, acknowledge Big Titty Jared, and then the next guy goes Big Titty Nation. <laughs> You should have Terry on. Yes. Yeah, she'll be on soon. No, Terry Israel's Johnson. working on it. Israel's working on it. We've got Agent Israel on the case. You know. yeah. yeah, man. She's going to negotiate a big deal. You know. Parentulas? Oh, my God. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a big city fan, just like the next guy. But uh, let's 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 get back to the Ebu's Angels in the chat, guys. Let's, let's you know. No. Mm, bro, it's, just, it's, not, it's not all funny, you know. Uh, okay, Darren Walker. <laughs> Always appreciated. Five pound super chat. Um, hard money and my boy back up and queen of Recipuris. And uh, when is Soraya doing the Recipuris interview with back up? Oh. I don't know when, when she follows back, you know, he's <laughs> <laughs> still working on that, bro. <laughs> I, never, I never said she wasn't following back, I just didn't, I just didn't, you know, didn't give a conclusive. Uh, you know. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to look into this, investigate we're it. To, you know, like... We're gonna have to investigate these claims, you know. <laughs> Oh, no, not this again. No. You know, like he keeps looking. He's <laughs> in the wrong place, bro. Parker's long lost shot. I'm sure the picture's changed like three times as well. Like, uh, it's like a new picture. Where are you? Like Come it. home. How long does it take for you to buy milk and cigarettes? Listen, bro. It, Tuesdays, man. We keep telling you. Tuesdays. You're in the deep rest of your lore. Parker's long lost child will appear on Worldwide. He'll appear on the Thursday show. He'll appear on the ACA show. He'll appear on on Unpurist, but he won't go to Parker's own show on Tuesdays, Dumb Guy Live. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, schedule. Your, your dad is on the Tuesday yeah, show. How serious is this gimmick, you know? Like, <laughs> we, we tell you where he is. You don't even, you know. You're not even going to where your dad is. Mm-hmm. We're totally we appreciate we'll the super chat, though. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. Cool. So. I'm in the chat, Israel. A lot of love to Israel. Israel, Israel Legion. That's a new one. We Gotta need you, Israel. Like, someone has to stop Hangman. He's going too far. <coughs> uh, this I'm, is a fun my, one, I guess. Uh, my, trust my the process, 34. Go on, Ibu. Get your shit I was just going to say, my, my, you know, my, my presidential uh, run, whatever you want to call it, it's been going really well. It really no, it hasn't, awesome. bro. It's really You're the only person who calls yourself president, bro. No one's ever. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a poll, and I'm gonna find. I'm gonna my fake title. You know? <laughs> That's not true, guys. I don't want to. Monty doesn't want people <laughs> to know that. I, I created Russell Pierce, and I kind of handed it over to him to run it because I was busy. Um, and uh, you know, Monty's kind of gone out of control with this, but um, 
I, I am going to do a, a poll soon so we can calculate my first approval rating. And I expect it to be at 100, you know? Yeah. Keep dreaming. Um, okay. Trust, trust the process, 34.5. Super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Ibu, please DM Dax and tell him to save us from the Shambali tag team total match at Revolution. You I do can't it, count on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll give him, but he's not going to be in the match. You know, <laughs> you know save us, Dax. <laughs> if I, I'm, you know what's going to happen? If I say straight up, Dax, they want you to be in the tag title match, he'll just say, LOL, I want to be in it too. So with that, okay, another super chat real quick. <laughs> another, C, another CM Punk, bro. <laughs> Philip Jack Brooks, CM Punk. I'm the real CM Punk. The last goal was a fraud, just like the current AEW world champion. We appreciate the four dollars. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you. Love you. You're the, you're the best. Yeah. You're the best in the world. Listen. See you soon. <laughs> see you soon. I ain't going to call an MJF a fraud or anything. No, no. See that boy right, you know. No. Until you see the pirate. <laughs> see that boy right, bro, and it's not looking pretty, you know. <laughs> Yo, Isra said, Isra said, uh, what the fuck? She said, he's riding my dick, bro. I was always the first lady, and he wanted to sneak a president title in. He's so sick, like. <laughs> yes. Nobody Just agrees with it, bro. <laughs> no one. There's nothing they can do about it. Jessica, there's nothing. You just put it in your bio. It doesn't mean anything, bro. No, listen, just like how the AEW talents that don't like Mr. Phil Brooks can't do anything about the fact that he's coming back. It's Tony's call, just like it's my call. It's not. Anyway, uh, if you want to make a call, what what subject do you want to start with? Because you know, uh, I read uh, a few earlier, and uh, you know, there's a few, there's a few things, man. There's a few things that we can get into. Kind of want to get into Brock Yuki Fujita. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania plans. There's been a lot of talk around him. There's been quite a few reports. Um, obviously, right. he's been announced for the Omos match. Um, <laughs> it seemed like the Bobby Lashley match was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't, you know, they kind of killed that feud at Elimination Chamber. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was off the table. There was some talk of a Gunther match. That didn't, obviously isn't happening. And uh, we've got Omos. So uh, obviously, Sean Ross did a report yesterday. Um, I believe it was, and it kind of goes through kind of like a timeline. It was a really well done report, to be honest. Uh, it goes through kind of like all like the changes and the reporting that's been going around with Brock Lesnar. So it starts with like, remember when there was uh, talk of the Austin match maybe happening? Like Brock yeah. Lesnar versus Austin. <laughs> so uh, there was uh, something on that on for Select about how uh, that fell apart because there was a disparity in the pay. Um, so they couldn't get the Austin match to happen. Um then there was obviously the Gunther thing, and apparently that was listed internally, but as far as the report suggests, there wasn't actually that much talk about it actually happening. So it kind of seemed like something that someone kind of just wrote down and stuck to a wall one day, and, uh, you know, <laughs> he didn't really... It didn't work for him, brother. You know? mm-hmm. And then obviously Bobby Lashley... Um, apparently, there's, it's kind of a, as far as the report suggests. Anyway, it's unknown as far as we know um, why that didn't happen at Mania and why that's not happening at Mania. But apparently, that was something that was talked about and fell apart. Um, that was the Mania match as of January. Yeah, then there was the Bray Wyatt thing 
Obviously, as people remember, there was the promo <laughs> that Bray Wyatt caught before Elimination Chamber where he said that he wants the winner of Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Mm. Apparently, uh, according to the report as well, uh, Brock Lesnar did not want to face uh, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. He turned that down. Yeah, then yeah, that leaves us with Omos, which has obviously been announced, official, etc. etc. Um, they've already started the build towards it. And apparently Brock Lesnar personally approved of the Omos <laughs> match at WrestleMania. So um yeah, then obviously there was also a a tweet report, whatever you want to call it, by WrestleVotes, who a lot of obviously people all know of. And uh, mm. they said uh a very specific someone helped push this match through, um, mm. obviously hinting at Vincent Mann. So, mm. um, yeah, man, there's kind of a lot <laughs> going around, like swimming around and out there regarding Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania plans and how they've come together at the moment. So, uh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a few anecdotes, some from Dave Meltzer, some from myself, to kind of maybe make this picture a little bit more linear and clear, and then I'd, I'll just get your guys' thoughts. So, so mm-hmm. here's the deal. Dave added in that um, Brock was supposed to beat Bobby Lashley straight up at Elimination Chamber. And the reason why it was a DQ was because of what we know, which is that he didn't want to work Bray. And they already set up the stip, which is that winner faces Bray. And so I'm not facing Bray, but I'm not jobbing a Bobby. So DQ. That's what happened there. Um The only other anecdotes I can add is that WrestlingNews.co was the first people to put out that Bobby, sorry, that Brock versus Gunther was the plan as of November. It was was, um, a thing that they wanted to do. The thing is, Triple H is really, really protective of Gunther, and he's really high on him. He's probably like his crown jewel NXT prospect that's on the main roster that he really believes in uh, to be successful on a high level. It's the reason why... He came in at one and made it to the end of the Royal Rumble. They really believe in him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter wanted to do that match, and he wanted Gunther to win the match. Uh, you know, as far as I'm, I understand from what it was indicated to me was that Brock was down to do the match, but wasn't particularly willing at this stage in his career to put over Gunther. And Triple H was not going to put Gunther in a position to be in a match like that and lose because he really believes in him. So that fucks that match up pretty fast. Um, the other thing that I can add uh, that's not in any of these reports is just the stuff I've alluded to on Worldwide, which is that Hunter and Brock aren't exactly on the same page. You know what I mean? Like the, in general, like they're just, they're just not in sync a lot of the time with, with decisions. Um, they, they see each other in different positions and those guys see themselves. You know, I, I, I th- and this is a some, this is presumptive work a little it's bit. But, word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the bottom line is this. You know, some of this is obviously presumptive work when you talk to other talents and how they see it based on what they're seeing and stuff like that. But like, at the end of the day, Triple H is trying to humble this guy because he sees, you know, he thinks Brock is too big for his own britches a little bit, right? And then you have Brock Lesnar, who, look, at the end of the day, all he knows is Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? And he trusts Vince McMahon. And, you know, we saw what happened when Mr. Man stepped down. He, Brock Lesnar walked out of a TV taping when, 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 when he found out Triple H took over, you know? Um, so, yeah, so, like, no matter what they say, like, that's going to always be, like, kind of weird. You know what I mean? I wonder how um, we got – we never found out, like, how we got talked back into coming into the building, you know? It was money. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It was money. 
He's, a, he's yeah. He, Brock, Brock's gonna Brock at the end of the day. It's right. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing about this reporting has been surprising. I don't think to like people <laughs> who are kind of like follow this kind of like news and stuff, and uh, kind of have a familiar with you know the stuff that we hear about Brock and how particular he is to put it politely. Um, he's very, he's very, very picky. He felt like he did WWE a big favor when he did all those jobs to Roman last year, and he only did that because he saw. Roman at a certain level that he was not at in 2015 and 2018. And so it's just like, I think, and this is my analysis, I think that he feels that Triple H is just trying to bleed him of his remaining drawing power and then kick him to the side. Whereas for him, it's like, I'm trying to continue to get contracts for the rest of, for the remainder of my 40s. And I'm not going to be Brock Lesnar if I just lose to everybody. And so that's mm. the weird situation we're in. Hmm. <sighs> Yeah, Brock's gonna Brock. Uh, mm-hmm. like, Anna, did I, anything of this pop you? No, like I do understand Brock's mentality in a certain level, but mm. at the same time, it's like get over yourself, you know. Like <laughs> you're gonna like Gunter is not just anyone. He's not losing to fucking like Ricochet in uh, SmackDown. He's losing to right. Gunter at WrestleMania, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just. Just be serious. Like, it's not, oh, I don't want to lose to anybody. Like, you can win a bunch of matches and then lose to Gunter because Gunter is, like, the next big thing. Yes. But he really has a very individualistic, like, sense Mm -hmm. of self, you know? Uh, Mm And that comes a lot from Vince just, like, sucking him off for years. Yes. uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? So he, yeah, there's a point, like, just get over yourself. But at the same time, he is in a position that he's like, yeah, I'm Brock Lesnar, so fuck it. But, uh I, I don't know. I just think it's like so stupid. <laughs> you're a wrestler and you're like, no, I don't want to lose. Like, what are, you, what are you doing in this industry for? You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it would be such a good match. And I just, it just gets me a little bit like upset that we're not able mm. to see it because, oh, he doesn't want to lose. Like, I have a question for you guys. For real, like, grown ass man. Yeah. If you could see the match, but it does mean Brock has to F5 the fuck out of him and win. Would you have, would you have taken that sacrifice at this mania, or, or or would you have done what Triple H did, which is basically, fuck it, I'll have him work Sheamus and Drew. Then I'm not I'm not having him lose. Yeah, I think. You know what it is? Just, yeah. I don't know. It, depend, it, I it depends. I what Brock have... is it? What do you say? What Brock is it? What we get if it's if it's fifteen <laughs> if it's ten plus minutes of motivated Brock, <laughs> maybe. But if it's just Brock fucking going in there and just like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to stuplex this jacket. I ain't trying to see that, bro. Like, Do I'm you guys think Brock gets, has this mentality because in his mind it's like Vince put him in a pedestal for a long time and he knows with Vince it's like at the end of the day, no matter who Vince really pushes, he knows and I know that like it's always going to come back to me and I'm his real guy no matter what. Because I, I feel like he has a trust in Vince because of that. It's like, like, I think in his mind, it's like Hunter just wants me to put over his guys. Whereas Vince, even if I do put over a guy, I'm still his guy. Okay. Hmm, maybe. I don't know, man. It's all like Triple H and Vince, you know. He had Vince. He had Vince wrapped around his little finger, bro, basically. is what you just, you know, a very elaborate way of saying it, what you just mm-hmm. said. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, man, obviously. Then- it's just... And I, and I do think, like, Terrence, she said in the chat, like, Seamus versus Drew versus Gunter is the way. And I do think that's, like, a matchup I'll be more interested and more excited to watch than mm-hmm. probably Brock versus Gunther at this point. Just let mm-hmm. Brock, like, suplex and F5 
uh, oh, almost like yeah, that, that's it. Or it's it's gonna pop everyone, and it's gonna be like short, and that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. At least <laughs> Bray's not involved. I the whole thing with Bray for me is like so funny because everyone misses him, and then he mm. comes back, and a month later we remember like, oh why <laughs> we're like done with him. He he's funny in that way, you know what I mean? Where it's just like when you're in the middle of dealing with Bray, you're like, this what is this guy cooking, man? And then, like you said, it's like you, you don't see Brain like, oh, like, remember Bray Wyatt, you know? Hey, what, do you, what do you guys think of that angle of it? The fact that, like, Brock flat out refused to work with him. Like, he just doesn't want to wrestle this guy. That that I have to defend Brock on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the most, like, sensible thing that he did in a long time. I would mm. also refuse to wrestle Bray Wyatt, you know? And it, how, do you know the plans for now? Is it Bobby versus Bray? Like it's Bobby? Bray versus Bobby. Poor, poor guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carry John. Let's go. <laughs> I just that's the thing about it. I, Bray versus Bobby to me is going to be worse than Omos and Brock because Omos it and is. Brock is just—it's just going to be Brock suplexing a really tall guy, and if nothing else, it's going to be like a big spectacle and like kind of cool to see him do that to a really tall person. You know, it'll be three minutes. It'll be harmless, like whatever. But like Bray and Bray and Bobby might be like really, really bad. You know, if there's no stipulation on that, what's that gonna look like? I don't wanna think about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna think about it, bro. <laughs> The, the one thing that we can like hope for is that it's a very short match. We know that Bray's gonna win. We just have to hope that it's like very, very short and it's over. What is or, like, what is Israel cooking? <laughs> Earlier, you just got these. Yo, earlier she was it's saying how like, bro. earlier she was she was taking she was talking about how like his theme song is fire in person, and we know the trend, Monty, with 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 Joe Gunther and now now uh, Omos. He's fire in person. Omos, his theme's fire anyway, bro. Like, <laughs> boom, boom, bro. Boom, 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 boom. Look at my eyes on it. Oh my god. Now nah, listen, if you're thirsting for Omas, you need to uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, we got a couple of super chats, so let me just get through them. <coughs> oh shit. Um Top Bowley, I hate you. Five dollars. Um Monty, I've heard people calling for Chelsea to sign a striker, so I'm delighted to announce Chelsea have signed Matt Stryker for from MLW. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> you just made made my life tough, you know. Can't even comment on it, you know. Anyway, fuck Matt Stryker as well. Terrible commentator. Um, He's awful. Awful. Uh, okay, Berkey, one ninety nine super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, where my sapiens at? I mean, there's a few in live chat. It looks like you know, there's people, yeah. people are there. Um, okay, Andrew, nine ninety nine. Um, if you got your DM about you feeling inferior to AR, don't forget oh you're a king. You're the rest of your top G. Remember all the lessons we've taught at Hustlers University all this time. Much love, <laughs> Andrew. I appreciate you. I miss you. <laughs> Uh, Someone screenshot that and send it to AO. (laughs) (laughs) Hustles University was the best school I've ever been to. I I appreciate all your teachings. I apply them to my daily life every day, every moment. You know, um, 
they factor into our pay scale at, at WrestlePurist actively. Um, I appreciate you. You're you're a king, Andrew. You're you're a king. Uh, I don't feel inferior to AO, but I, I do appreciate you and I appreciate the super chat. And I hope you get released soon and justice is served. Well, there you have it. Okay. Uh, Rob two dollars. Ricky starts his Ibu's Monica Lewinsky. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Hashtag Omar. Yes. Rob is on drugs, son. Like, what is he? Always <laughs> <laughs> just coming in. Oh in my god. He's like, <laughs> as well, bro. Like. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? Like, he's always trying to play shit down the mic. Yo, this, scene, this, this song is good. The Pro Wrestling Podcast, 99 cent. Uh, super chat, super sticker, whatever these blank ones are called. Appreciate it nonetheless. And um, here we go. David Michael Harwood. $20. <laughs> I hate multi man. I hope multi-man tag matches. Umpioris is best for the culture, as the kids say. Uh, you got to read in his voice. Read in his voice. No, you, go ahead. Be my guest. Oh, I wanted you to do it, but fuck it. Okay, fine. I hate multi-man tag matches. Umpioris is the best for the culture. I, as the kids say, uh, do you guys miss us? My eight-year-old girl, uh, I could possibly manage the target. Uh, keep up the good fight, Ebu. One half of the top guys, out. Appreciate the super chat. Thank you, Dax. A lot of law going on right there, you know. Love you, Dax. On pure risk mention and everything, you know. I am a Dax Harwood <laughs> fan, you know. People, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Brock Lesnar doing Brock Lesnar shit. Um, okay, what next? What we got next on the agenda today, people? We are going to talk. Bear with me. Ibu filled dead air for like 20 seconds. My name is Backup Ibu Hangman. I am the president oh of the series. No, I love no. women. No. And I'm really invested you in the. You shouldn't in, in give him this rights. responsibility. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I came, one of the big Ibu. one of the big deals of my presidency was was to increase the rights for women Ibu. in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm quitting this shit off. Um, <laughs> no, just because we got a super chat off him, let's just let's talk a bit of FTR, man. Uh, there was a lot of people who thought they were going to come back last night in the Battle Royal. They didn't. Um, yeah. There was uh, Cash did a tweet, do you guys miss us or something like that? Or do you miss us? Or You know, D- Dax has been talking a lot on his podcast lately. And, you know, he's been, he's, been, he's been putting together this tag team bracket of trying to find the greatest tag team of all time. Um... Yeah, man. Do we do you think we're gonna get FTR at Revolution? Do you think that um, you know? Do you think that they're gonna be back on AEW anytime soon? Do you think that they could be leaving? Do you think they're gonna go away for a bit and come back? Or what do we think FTR is gonna do? Because that tag title match um, almost seems like a cry for help, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <coughs> where are we at on this? Look, I. I, I, I talked a little bit about it in the ACA podcast and I had to be very brave because I said like, look, <laughs> everyone knows I'm not an FTR fan, but looking at this tag match, I'm like kind of, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but the only, I, I, I may like 
I made it clear the only reason why I want them to come back and get the titles is because I want them to see them lose the titles to Aussie Open. So I was like, it's, it's the bigger picture, you know? Sometimes you have to lose some to win some. So, but yeah, because right now looking at the state of the tag division and looking, because both um, the first match that they had, like the big tag battle royal thing and the, the one yesterday as well, it was like both are kind of lackluster. And yeah, how do you have so bad. many? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you have like so exactly? How do you have like so many tags and in, in the division that we seem to have some of the best tag matches like ever? How do you do that? Like what happened? You know. Uh, so it's just kind of a little bit weird for me and seeing this tag match of Revolution comparing with the one who got the Revolution last year, like Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, and uh, Red Dragon, which was amazing. You know, of course, I think this one's gonna be fun. But just there's no yeah, one really. specifically that I want to see winning. <laughs> no, it's really? like fun. It's, I, I didn't say it's gonna be good. I said it's gonna be fun. Why do you hate on me, Monty? You're gonna get cursed. <laughs> I'm the dang house, and you can do what you get here. Never do that again. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, get, know, like, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like the whole thing of the tag division, like we, we need like to pick and choose better teams because everyone in this tag match is like not anyone that i want to see with the title so it's a very weird situation to the point that i'm actually thinking like oh please like ftr being back wouldn't be the worst thing that's a really bad situation like for me to think that just imagine how bad how bad the women's division situation has to be for me to say mm, Britt baker's not that bad so like that's the point that it's i'm now crazy. with the tag division you know it's like crazy yeah. And I've been I've been watching these recent dynamites and thinking that I'm like, I was like, was that hard on Brit? You know, was that was kind of hard. No, no, Brit? you weren't. But like, it, when you, it's the comparison thing, you know, if you compare mm-hmm. her with Soraya, it's like. Uh. I mean, that's my girl, you know. So I, you know, I'm not gonna do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, guys, um, we have a nice house here. 138 people watching. Please like the video if you haven't liked the video. We're only at 27. Let's get that up. Um, regarding this conversation. Look, FTR are an amazing team. In my opinion, they're the best tag team in the world. And like myself, they were the best thing going in their in their property, and people hated on them. And when they were gone, people missed them and realized what they what they had in them. Wow. No. You know. I don't know, I don't Look, know about what up. All of a sudden, everybody misses FTR as they should because they're tremendous. Look, this this tag title match at, at Revolution looks terrible. Uh, not really. I mean, look, the match, the work isn't going to be terrible. But as a matchup for your tag titles, it's so substandard of AEW's normal level. I mean, you go back a year ago and you had the Young Bucks and Red Dragon and Jurassic Express. You go back, you know, two years or three years and you have, you know, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defending against the Young Bucks. We've seen so many elite tag teams that, you know, in tag title matches on pay-per-view like the Lucha Brothers. Uh, the guys they have on right now aren't cunning, man. You know, you know the Gun Club and... You know, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. It's just not to AEW's tag team standard. Um, and when I was watching the Battle Royal, and we'll get into it later, but like uh, Rump- the Royal Rumble format sometimes will show you the state of a division. You know what I mean? And when I was seeing just the tag teams come out one after the other, they were either teams that were cold or just not particularly good um, in a lot of cases. And uh, it wasn't a great look for the division. It was uh, the the battle royal, especially last night. Like neither, I don't think either of the battle royals have been good at all. Uh, but last night's was really like, you know, uh, it was kind of bad. And also, wasn't it meant to be a casino battle royal? Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> there was no joker, bro. Like, there was no joker. <laughs> so how was it a casino battle royale? It was... What was it? <laughs> Matty's dying! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was it How was it a casino battle royale? I just... Uh, I don't... I don't get it. Yo, Monty, um, no one probably noticed this because yeah. I'm, I'm a freak so I, I take care of these things but like, dude, the intervals weren't even like two minutes. Like, they would come out at like 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 50. It was so arbitrary. It was hilarious. And it's not even like they were doing like proper like... They weren't setting Five. up or anything in there and doing proper like really planned out important spots in there. So no. there was no reason to like delay or speed up anybody coming in, you know. So it's like it's just it was just kind of like sloppy and just like you know it was just kind of happening and people were just kind of lying down in the corners and someone would come in and they would do a couple shine spots or whatever the fuck and you know then Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen won at the end. So it's like you know, make it funny. No, I was gonna say like that's the thing for me. Like when I was watching it. Uh, it wasn't even the situation that I thought, oh, all these teams are, like, bad and stuff. I thought, oh, they have good teams, so why is this mm-hmm. bad? Yeah. So it's more yeah. of a confusion situation because, like, you have us, you open, you have Lucha Brothers, you have Top Flight, you have even um, uh, um, Alex, Claudio like, and Alex Reynolds. Claudio and Yuta, uh, Reynolds and Silver, like, you, uh, Butcher and Blade. You have teams that if you work with them, they can be, like, in the top position. You can definitely put them in the position. Like, you have good teams. So why is mm-hmm. this battle royal so badly booked? Why is this division so badly booked right now? Like what happened? Mm. You know, like we, we were talking about, like the standards were so high. So like what we're getting now is just not cutting it. I think because it, it, you know, really, like they have the potential for it. You know, it's just yeah. It really it really stands out in comparison to to what the division was in the past. Even uh, just a few months ago with the Swerve and Our Glory versus Acclaim feud, like that as a feud as a TV program was very over and it got a lot of TV time and it was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, this is just not, it didn't cut it. The, the, the reason the match was bad was because like, it seemed like not a lot of thought went into the layout because Monty, look, battle royals are battle royals. They always don't, a lot of the time it's a lot of nothing until we kind of clear out the field. You know what I mean? It's just kind of punching and chops and shit like that. But normally in modern battle royals, as we clear out, that's when you start getting really cool spots and some good drama and things like that. There wasn't any of that like yesterday. It was literally just the beginning part of a battle royal all the way through, which is just like punch, punch, elimination, punch, punch, elimination until the very end. And it was like, wow, okay, that was that wasn't particularly good. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what exactly changed. I don't know if it's a case of the young bucks not having any creative well, power. You know, there's a lot of things. That, yeah, there's a lot of things that change. You know. We can, uh, <laughs> The spirit of all it's, it's like if you're if you're Tony Khan or you're someone who like defends this, which I haven't really seen many people do to be really honest. Um, but it's like AEW set the bar at a certain level. It was definitely like it was something like Young Books put out there, some mission statement when they were first coming like when AEW was first starting and stuff, was to build the best premier tag team division in the world. And um it seemed like they were definitely on their way and definitely were that for, you know, uh for a while, you know, like you, I think everyone, a lot of people have been bringing up the steel cage match. Like I've even seen it in the live chat a few times tonight. Um, the steel cage match between Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. That is kind of like the accumulation of what I kind of envisioned the Young Bucks were hoping for for that tag team division. Do you know what I mean? To produce those kind of like classic matches and big yeah. special moments and make the bouts really mean something. Blah 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 blah. The bouts really had some special prestige. 
And it's like, um, you know, it's even even not like with the swerving our swerving our glory right? Like, yeah, it was great and everything. There were, you know, it was working. And obviously, the acclaim match, you know, they were so over and they had a great match with them. And you know, it worked and they got a good little trilogy out of it. It's just like from then, it kind of seems like Tony just kind of leaned on how over the acclaimed were, you know. And it was just kind of like a gimmick, and it's just like you lean on that, you know, all the segments are going to go over, and nobody's going to hate them or anything like that. It's like at the same time, when you've got someone like the acclaimed, it's like you need to book them against the premier teams, like whether that's uh, at the time swerving the glory, we're definitely making a case to be in that bracket, um, whether that's the young books, whether that's FTR, who they did defend against, and it was a good match. But it's like when you're booking them against people like Team Jarrett, and then dropping onto the guns, and it's, it's like, going to feel very mid card. Yeah, like. very, very mid card. Yeah, yeah. So you can't complain about it if you're Tony Khan because you set the bar. Like you set mm. the bar that people expect yeah. your tag team division be at. If this was WWE a couple of years ago, this would just be like, oh, whatever, another shitty WWE yeah. tag team match or whatever. Do you know? Yeah. Um, now they would get a bit more criticised for it, especially mm. obviously with the Usos round that's been going on. Um, mm. But it's like, Tony set the bar, man. You set, you set the expectation for what we expect of the AEW tag team division with premier tag teams like the Bucks, FTR, uh, Lucha Bros, etc. Uh, teams that you've thrown together like Kenny Omega and Hangman, uh, Swerve and Lee. These are all teams that have had like really, really great matches. And uh, when you start slipping in because you've got an over tag team like the Acclaim and you milk it dry, right? it's not dry yet, but he's definitely milked it. And mm. it's just, you know, you're left with what we've got at Revolution, which is Team Jarrett, uh, the Acclaimed, the Guns, and Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. You can't you know keep getting away with that, bro. Like, <laughs> you can't. You can't. That's It's funny on, too bro. much because it's like, you would think, I'm thinking, okay, Tony's doing a multi-man around the gun so that the match is good. Like, I literally, when I heard that they were going to do a three-way, I'm like, okay. They're putting two really, really great teams around them so that the match doesn't suck and it's AEW review standard. Then of course, then they claim to like, we have a rematch clause. And you're like, okay, so it's a four-way, but what are the other two teams? And again, in my head, I'm like, oh, what yeah, if it's like... Even at that point, it's like, be like Yeah, Hooper's like, going to be like good teams. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like Sting and Darby and FTR. Like, all right, let's go. You know? And then it's then Jarrett wins the first battle royal. I'm like, all right. But I... Didn't didn't you guys think FTR was gonna win this match? I I was like, okay, they're they're getting the last spot. Let's see how it felt like at the time. I, yeah, I don't know. I thought I honestly thought it was gonna be best friends, but then before mm. the match even started, like, oh no, they're out. <laughs> they're medically <laughs> disqualified. Or I was like, come on, you know, like uh, I I don't know. We were talking a little bit about it at the in the ACA podcast, and we were mm. like, the three of us was like, yeah, best friends would probably be the one team that would be most like. Uh, leaning towards rooting for, mm-hmm. you know, because they seem like the kind of team that you would like to see them as champions and it would be like interesting. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> just for some reason, Tony doesn't even put them in. I don't, I don't know. You, you know, it's going to be, no, you know, it's going to be annoying. So, again, work wise, this is not going to be a terrible match because Orange Cassidy is sensational. Uh, you know, Anthony Bowens is really good. Jeff Jarrett's not a, a bad wrestler. Jay Lethal can go. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be solid. There's probably gonna be some heat. But what what I'm not looking forward to is they're gonna have a three and a quarter, three and a half, right? And you're gonna have dorks on the timeline. Like <laughs> everybody was hating on it, but 
I was thinking about this and like the thing is like okay it, it can, like I said it can be a fun match but mm -hmm. by the standards that we are like accustomed to mm -hmm. it should be a great match it shouldn't be a fun match for the tag titles in a pay-per-view mm -hmm. it should be a great match for the yeah, tag titles in a pay-per-view mm -hmm. hey, look an AEW pay-per-view tag title match should be aiming to be a match of the year contender like that's the sort <laughs> of level like that's, yeah, that's like, you should be aiming, out. yeah. They, they do four, five, including Forbidden Door. They do four pay per views a year, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to be aiming to be doing what the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros did in that cage match, and that's what Young Bucks and FTR have done. And you know what I mean? Like, those mm -hmm. sort of matches there, not this. <laughs> no, like, my, bro, if you go back, that acclaimed Swerving Our Glory match, that first one was astonishingly good. Like when I when I was watching that live, I was like, I can't believe how good this is. Like because, <laughs> yeah. like I was like, what the what is happening right now? You know, like this is crazy. But like you have Keith Lee and Swerve in the ring, of course, is gonna be like fucking yeah. banging, you know. Yeah, and that, that was, not like, to take crazy. like any credit from the acclaimed because they really like stepped up. But then when you have people at the level of Keith Lee and Swerve, is easier. You know, right. Than when you have to to have a match against the guns or like not at the same <laughs> level, you know. Like, so so who's winning this match? Are the acclaimed getting their belts back? Are the, are no, the guns just retained? The guns will just retain, I'd imagine. Why? <laughs> Hold on, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna book this match. <laughs> it's like, um, it's what, like you were saying earlier, man. You were saying earlier about um, I don't like, yeah. When it, when it was announced that it was gonna be like a multi-man tag match, he's like, okay, they'll put a few tag teams around uh around the guns, and like, you know we'll get heated. Good match, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guns will have some heat because everyone wants them to lose the belt, blah 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 blah. You know, get some good workers and they can work with it. Um, you mentioned Sting and Darby and FTR, FTR is like the obvious one, but like, for the first one and even the second one, like, there was people who hopefully like it might be Aussie Open, which would have been like amazing. Obviously, Aussie Open and FTR, and then Aussie Open get announced for a New Japan day on the same day as Revolution. That just killed yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, bro, it was cooked, yeah, yeah. So it's too, yeah, I mean. When it comes to like the first battle royal or whatever the fuck it is to done, it was that forgettable. Um, and it's like you wonder who's gonna win it, and you're like, okay, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett and Leaf will qualify. It's like surely you're gonna have to put some like you know some real heavy hitters in there to like get this going. Then they just do that last night, bro, and it's just like okay, again, nothing against Orange Cassidy especially because he's a great wrestler, he's a great worker. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. He's not a tag wrestler. I don't think anyone's really gonna buy into him and Danhausen winning the uh, tag battles. I'm yeah. sure they'll pop for yeah. a few near falls. Like Danhausen will probably get a near fall or some shit, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, man, I just uh, this tag division, I'm struggling with it, man. Uh, a couple more super yeah. chat just to break up this ranting and complaining. Um, <laughs> trust the process. Thirty-four two dollars. Appreciate it. Ibu got Ao Cabana banned from the flagship show. <laughs> Hey man, all I can say about that is, uh, hey, you know, look, man. I got some. I got some. I got some creative pull, and uh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes to cool off certain people, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Some of that. Some of that. Um, Ricky four ninety nine. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Ricky, god! You left your cardigan in my hotel room last night. Stop by tonight to pick it up, bro. <laughs> Not this <funny. laughs> This is crazy. I have not spoken to you in a long time. 
and I have never, <laughs> ever been in your room. Mm-hmm. Accusations. <laughs> the simultaneous mm-hmm. accusations. <laughs> accusations. <laughs> Appreciate you. The King of the Mount in Do Jojo is going to put up one on what? The the King of the Mountain Do Double J is going to put on a generational match with Jolly for to show these young cats a thing or two. Um I mean good luck to you, man. Good luck to you. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Tony just decided to give them the titles. That's like the thing I'm most scared about because I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, that, that, I think they're like the least likely to win of anyone because it's like I don't if, know. they're the heat like the heat winner is the guns. You know what I mean? Like uh I just I just don't want to see any of them winning. Is there like a way? Let <laughs> <laughs> me get a five way and just I think like I said, I'm I'm pretty confident that the guns walk out of this with the titles. Um okay. I think I think there's a slight chance that we get FTR confronting them after or some shit. Maybe. Um mm. We need but like I said, a slight, a slight chance. I'm not expecting it. But if, if they came out, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, holy shit. You know, like. Monty, what, what, what benchmark would you have to reach for you to start thinking maybe their FTR isn't coming back? Like, what, what, what show do we have to pass without them appearing? Like, what, what, what would have to happen? If they don't show up this month. We gotta start looking sideways <laughs> at a few things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I'd say if they don't show up at some yeah, it's only the second of March, the pay per views this weekend, so mm-hmm. you know, give them a few weeks after that. Um Yeah. I I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, when when Adam Cole's match when 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 we didn't get an Adam Cole versus someone match at Revolution, that kinda poo pooed my thinking of Jay White going to AEW. You know what I mean? So like, there's usually there's usually like an indication for all these types of things. With FTR, I think they're still coming back, um, but them not being in the battle royal was kind of like, okay, is it a, is it going to be a CMFTR type of thing with them or, or what? And so mm. I have my eyes open for for what what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm keeping on it. Um, Short Town Spurs two dollars. This four the four tag, this four team tag on Rampage is miles better. Here it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a. That's a pay per view match. Like, come on. <laughs> when I saw that, I was legit pissed. Like, how do you put a match like that on Rampage and then on your pay per view? Just like, <laughs> it's kind of yeah, hilarious. It's the rib. It's like, it's, 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 yeah. And serious. It's really funny. You know, TK's going to TK, man. He's going to do, <laughs> do shit, bro. He's going <laughs> to. Um, okay. Far, far, triple two. Appreciate you with the $10. Um, I feel like the acclaimed have been unable to find another team that they have chemistry with like they did with Serving Our Glory. Their matches post-Grand Slam haven't hit for me the same. I think, honestly, it's just like the way, they have, the way they've been matched up hasn't been in a way where it's like the Swerving Our Glory match worked so well. It's like, and I alluded to it earlier. It's like Swerving Our Glory, Swerve and Keith Lee are like, you know, they're really good. Then it's like acclaimed, bring the heat to the match, you know. When you combine those things together, and they claimed a perfectly mechanical, like, but they're not, they're not blow away. They're not going to like drag an average team to a great match sort of thing. Like, that's just mm. not a claim. But they are more than capable of being led into a great match. You know what I mean? So if that they bring the heat with that, and you pair them with 
swerve in our glory. I thought the FTR match was really good. And um, if you if they would have faced like the Young Bucks and you know uh, tried to do something more with like the Lucha Bros or even like uh, I don't know, man, like just pair them up with teams that aren't the Guns and fucking <laughs> Team Jarrett and shit. He's like Team Jarrett are fine, you know. Um, especially Jarrett for like for his age and everything to come back and like we all know that like he uh, quote unquote gets it. But like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's still he's still in good shape. He still can move around in there and he's you know, he's doing his thing, man. But same time, I don't need to see him competing for the world tag team title like multiple times in the space of a few months, bro. Like <laughs> it's uh you know, it's if you pair him up with the right people, I think the acclaim could really like you know, they could have had an even better rain than they did. And the rain will be remembered for kind of like how over they were for it rather than the matches besides the uh, Swerve and Our Glory match, unfortunately. Um, but that's just kind of the way it's been in terms of the way they've been booked, I think, to be honest. Uh, tag division hasn't been amazing. <laughs> I can't lie. It's in the title picture. So. I think with the acclaimed, it's honestly a thing of like, look, they're a good team and... Um... Sometimes you just get hot. You're in the right situation. It's a perfect setup for you to be great. And I think that because this happens in sports too, not not to discredit them, but I think sometimes when you have this random flash of brilliance and your your output and your ability goes shoots up so high, um, it's more likely that it's just like a, a set of circumstances that make it that way, and you eventually just kind of regress back to the mean. And I'm not saying the claim haven't improved a lot because they have, and they're so over, right? But I think this is one of those things where, you know, they just started having a bunch of 40-point games and they're back to being a, you know, 16 points per game player, which is fine, which is fine, you know. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the part that Bowens is good. Caster's got a lot better. Bowens is constantly improving as well. But it's just mm-hmm. like they're not a tag team where you're like, okay, they're going to carry these bouts and whoever we throw them in there with, they're going to, you know, Work some magic. You were saying this when they had to go. You were saying this. You know, I'll say everything, you know. I got my my cough, you know. Uh, Okay, a few more super chats. What's going on in the UK, bro? Monty has COVID like every week. It's It's not COVID, bro. I've only had COVID (laughs) once. (laughs) Why am I going to buy like. So I caught it late as well, bro. I caught COVID, but like, <laughs> no one was getting it. It's like literally like a few months ago. Uh, what a rib. If people remember, I was still doing podcasts so, because I'm a professional for the love of the game, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I only got it at the end. Anyway, enough about me and uh, me slowly dying on the podcast. Um, Darren Walker, $5, five pounds, super chat, appreciate yeah. Um FTR will return when CM Punk is 100%. The dream trio they are. Um, Mashallah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good man. like when that happens. I'm not gonna be on the podcast for that week because it's just it's <laughs> oh, <gonna> no. <laughs> oh no, Anna, you're gonna be there. Ayo no. is gonna be there. I'm bringing no. all of y'all in there. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and you're gonna gonna listen... yeah, no this, one is this gonna the podcast. podcast is gonna be crazy. Yes. Oh my God. And, and you guys are all gonna have to mute, and I'm gonna talk for 20 minutes straight. Okay, let's not get too excited, bro. You know, like, that's definitely not going to run. But, uh, we just need a pipe bomb moment. Like, if he starts talking too much, Monty, just cut him off. Just take him off. No, my mic remove, is I'll just remove him. Sensor. I won't even just cut the mic off. I'll just remove him. Uh, just take him off. Yeah, get him out of here, man. Uh, but yeah, see, see him, Punk, if he does come back. Uh, hopefully, 
you know, the elites die as well. Ideally, they're all in the same company and they're all yeah, money and they're yeah. doing good shit because they're all more than capable of doing good shit. FTR just won tag team of the year by a landslide. Young Bucks basically are probably going to have the award named after him at some point. Um, yeah. Fucking, you know, CM Punk is obviously like a fucking future Hall of Famer. Kenny Omega is already in there. Um, <laughs> no, they, they can create some serious magic, man. It's just you got to get them on the same page. Even if it's just on a professional level, you know, they ain't got to be best friends, you know. Literally all six of those people are generational. All know? six of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be some special shit. It'd be like, yeah, you know. I think every every AEW fan at some point has kind of like fantasy booked it. But to be fair, some people really fucking hate Punk and FDR, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but even if you do, you want to see the elite beat them, any, you know, Kenny Omega with a shoot yeah. beat, trigger, you know? You want to... <laughs> Definitely. I want this part of, like, Kenny biting CM Punk, so like, just... Oh, they'll, they'll de- if they do work together, they're going to do that. That's the thing. Like, yeah, he, like biting each chairs. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> He <laughs> man like a chaotic no DQ brawl or whatever, and it's like Omega's biting, Omega's biting, Bongo, oh my god! Like, <laughs> it yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do some, they'll pop themselves, one hundred percent. That's what they do, man. Um, okay, Anwar, Star Wind, Star Wind, Star Wind. Um, five five dollars. Backups impersonations crack me up. This is a fun episode. Appreciate you, man. You know, it's Appreciate just a treat today. Normally yeah. we have four or more, but we've gone in with the trio. We've had a few busy members today. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, we, we're just rocking it. Uh, Emin Reznov, six euros. What's the deal with the Eddie leaving AEW clip? Is he now an ROH guy? Very criminal of TK, if that's actually true. So, like, uh, I didn't get the chance to listen to it myself, and I obviously wasn't on the call myself. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure I've seen a few comments of, like, TK admitted on the call, but it was a work. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying, I'm sure I saw some discourse that would have made that implied that pretty heavily. Uh, so if anyone can confirm in the live chat, because obviously a lot of people have been aggregating and all the quotes have been flying around for the past hour or so. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think Tony Khan actually like straight up admitted that it's a work. <laughs> so if that is true, that's like kind of crazy, I think. Um, especially doing it with Eddie, like someone who really like actually like gives a fuck about kayfabe you know yeah and he doesn't break kayfabe so like you know you should have you should have yeah, protected we, that one yeah a few people saying in the chat look yeah they're saying it's a work look we know it's a work but i'm just saying trying to get like, confirmation if uh tony, tony said like, straight up and, like, i think someone asked him about it um but i could, I could be wrong like i said i haven't confirmed it myself so just making sure that's uh purpose that uh but yeah man the tony the tony eddie situation um. Yeah, it looks like Eddie's going to be an ROH guy. If I'm, that's what many assume anyway. So it would be yeah. funny. If it was like, yes, I'm leaving AW and then showing up in ROH. I am in ROH. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> that's probably what he's going for. My yeah, and he'll put this that... promo about ROH is like this. He's got history. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I understand. <laughs> like, I still want to see Eddie being a W champion like so bad. And now mm. this looks like impossible to happen. But I still, I, I need that. That just has to happen one day. I don't care like how or when. But this just has to happen. But if he's in our way, you know, of course, it, it would be great to see him as the Ring of Honor champion, especially if he takes the title off Claudio because of their whole story and everything. 
but still like i don't know i still want to see it in my tv every week i agree i i think the way this works to be honest is if um they used Eddie to kind of really drum up the hardcore fan interest in Ring of Honor. And then maybe by the summertime, he returns back to AEW, like this renegade, like this 2011 CM Punk type figure where he's just like, I'm back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your man's gonna want me on the show, Tony Khan. And you know, he, he really kind of drums up the interest and the hype and all that type of stuff. And he reps Ring of Honor like it's the real wrestling brand and things like that. And you set it up. I, I guess what I'm getting at is, Eddie's return to AEW should be for literally a title program, to be honest. Because yeah. I, I think you'll never be hotter than you are when you just come back, you know. And sometimes AEW doesn't realize that, where it's like the peak of your momentum is upon returning. And they'll, like, not capitalize on that. I think with Eddie, if he does a little Ring of Honor excursion, helps them out, and it comes back to AEW in the summertime, I think it should only be really to go really far with him. Yeah, 100%. They should be doing it anyway with Eddie, let's be honest, you know. Uh, I agree. Eddie's so, like, unique, and the people love him in such a kind of, like, uh, in a unique way as well. So, you know, I think, like, like Anna said earlier, it's like, she wants to see the AEW world title round from Eddie. It's like many, 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 many fans want to see that. Like, many fans have even, like, give up, like, on the sense of, like, it doesn't even have to be a long reign, you know. People just, like, want the moment, you know. Um, and there's been points where, especially even in even in AEW, though, there's been points with Eddie where you can kind of like see them getting to that point, which is like they never like they just don't capitalize sometimes when people are really hot, you know. Um, like there's a there's a list and it's building now, and it's not looking uh, too pretty on Tony Khan's reputation, you know, the so-called Booker of the Year. Um, yeah, man, that, that that list is building, bro. Like opportunities, and maybe not necessarily people that he's like completely fumbled and ruined or anything like that. But there's been times where he hasn't even uh, he hasn't seen some things through the way that people fantasy booked it and hoped for and stuff like that. And uh, I'm not saying you always got to go with the fan fantasy booking, but when people like Eddie or Wardlow, for example, get like really hot, you know, like follow through with it, it's like um. I don't know, it's, like, it's like this Hobbs thing right now, bro. Like, dude, you should ideally you'd win the title, you know. <laughs> but like, most assume that Wardlow's gonna win the title at Revolution. So is he gonna win the title and then drop it immediately to Hobbs? I don't know. Um, That's a great question. It's just like Hobbs got great reactions last night, and it's just like, of course, it's in his hometown, you know, hometown tax, whatever you want to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, you know. But the like, Hobbs like. Get something going, man. Fuck. You had in squash Ricky Starks on pay-per-view and done fuck all with it, bro. Like do you, do you think yeah. see I, I assumed I assumed that like Joe was going to lose to Wardlow, Hobbs was gonna win the ladder match, and then we do uh uh Wardlow and Hobbs. I'm starting to think maybe, as brutal as this might sound for Wardlow, maybe they just let Joe retain and then drop to Will. People, people, you know, like if Eddie was in Ring of Honor, not talking about the history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, hey. <laughs> Nigel! <laughs> this one's crazy. Bro. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> not Eddie, bro. <laughs> bro, could Monty just a man the promo Eddie cuts in 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 um the Hammerstein Ballroom? <laughs> like, like, he, this building yeah. is history, partner. 
I think you know what's cool though. Like if we if we do get like Eddie as I assume being like one of the like tippy top guys in the new Ring of Honor, um, <laughs> he can kind of if you really let him go with it, you know, mm-hmm. really get going with him and like give him time and shit, and just let mm-hmm. him get his shit off. But like he can really help recreate that. Uh, that kind of like cultish following that Ring of Honor had that, in the that, early that's what days, I'm trying to say. Yeah, that, yeah, that like yeah. raw cult like following, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie or Eddie is like one of the top guys. Will be kind of like it's Ring of Honor. It'll kind of. It wouldn't surprise me if he said fuck AEW in a promo. Or I was gonna shit. say the thing is, Monty, if it works too well, if it works too well, Eddie's gonna turn AEW heel. That's the funny yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> he'll 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 be like. This ain't like the Monday show where that where that jack off talks all time all, 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 all the show or whatever the fuck. He'll 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 frame AEW like the the bullshit talking show with the sponsors and the network, you know, dictating things. And this is where the real the real fighters and the real wrestlers real are. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Eddie will be like Warner Brothers I... Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He'll be like, I'll wrestle on Honor Club, you know? <laughs> like, honestly, like, the whole thing with the, them doing the Eddie versus Claudio field for a title really pops me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I feel, yeah, like, a couple of years ago, I was re-watching the rivalry, like, the Chicago matches and everything. And it's, like, it's so good. You know, they do it's have, amazing. like, the chemistry, especially, especially when Claudio is more heel, which it seems like they're going for now with the, the, uh, the Black Blue Combat Club. They're just starting more heel. So if they go yeah. back to the dynamic of Claudio being the heel and Eddie being the underdog, the fighter, like the real wrestler, I, I'm so excited for it. Like seeing this now at the point that they are in their careers, it, it can be amazing. So yeah, I'm down with that, but still want to see him going back to, you know, AW. Yeah, we want to see, see Eddie win it all. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I want to uh, see him uh, beating Claudio and then going to AW, beating MJF and just having both titles. Like, just give it a Double belt, Eddie. Yeah, That's a weird visual. Let's go. Yeah, right. Eddie Kingston of all people with two championships, <laughs> two world oh titles. Yeah. If if he if he does that, he's gonna try to get a third belt and be like, he'll be like, I'm doing this for Masawa, the former yeah. <laughs> U.S. Triple Crown. The U.S. Triple Crown. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. Zootopia uh, Productions four ninety nine. Who are your three current best in the world wrestlers? Random four. Imagine if Tribal Chief Roman existed during PKS move on the era. PSCM, FTR, the GOATs. Um, more current best in the world. Um, if anyone knows off the top of their head, go first. Uh, I need okay. a second. Yeah, I think I have mine. I'll probably say Brian, of course. Mm-hmm. And then second place, I'm going to kind of bullshit a little bit because I'm going to say Kenny slash Osprey. There's like mm. a together, and then I would say this is no specific order, but then I would say probably Shuri or Julia. But it really depends on how Julia's reign like goes for for the next matches. But you know she's in the position of being that. But I still think like Shuri or oh, Mayu as well, like definitely up there in the best in the world conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with with Dax Harwood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Kingston and Phil Brooks. 
That man is not even wrestling no, right no, now. He even said current best in the world, bro. Come on, man. Oh, my God. Current. No, no, no. Listen, when, when it comes to just pure <clears throat> athletic technical wrestling, I don't think anybody is better than, like, you know, Omega Osprey and Danielson, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, what else in the chat? What about Saya? Yeah, Saya, I think it's, uh, like, you think I, is that uh, level? I, I do think she has the potential to be, and there was a period mm-hmm. in her title reign that she was definitely, for me, my favorite. She's still my favorite wrestler in the world, but I think, like, the best in the world, I think uh, when she eventually gets her red uh, belt title ring, which is probably going to get in the future, she's definitely going to be at that level. And, um, yeah, there's just this period in his title, her title reign is, like, a little bit deflated. I think the Hazuki match is definitely going to put it up again. If she loses or not, I don't know. But I think she's definitely, maybe if we say, like, 10 best in the world, I would put her there. But I do feel like she has the potential to definitely be, like, top three as well in the future. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Saya is like, um, not you, Saya is like, she'll get there from what I've seen. And obviously, you've seen like a lot, lot, lot more mm-hmm. of her than I have. Um, but yeah, I've kind of got the impression of it like she's one that will get there rather than she's there right now, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I like, she's, I like her a lot though. But uh, when it comes to best in the world, I, I find it hard to narrow it down to three, like, three people, especially when it's not specific if we're just talking in ring or all round. Um, the person mentions Roman Reigns, so I'm going to assume it's all round and not in ring. Um, the names that I've come up with recently would be Okada, Danielson, Cody, Gunther, Osprey purely in ring because he's just fucking oh shit. Uh, I spray purely in ring. Someone's breaking in. What's going on? Oh, I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Mercedes as well, bro. Look, Mercedes. Mercedes. I thought about Mercedes, but I I need to see like a few more matches. But I do think if we're picking, like, of course, all around, I would definitely say right now she's one of the biggest in the world, uh, as she always was. But like, best in the world, I want to see the Zumi match, the Mayo match, and we're gonna like, okay, for sure, she's like. Because she's in the United States, absolutely. But in the world, like... People will probably kill me, but it's like, even not Roman, bro. Like, he's Roman. Like, it's hard to, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the biggest star in the business. Like... Mm -hmm. I mean, he is, and his presence is incredible. You know? That's what I mean, and his presence... So, it's just kind of, like, as an all-rounder, I think, like, he deserves to be in the conversation, at least. Um, As a champion, he's one of, like, the best champions in the... I mean the United States for sure. In the last mm. years. Yeah, and and um, as an act, as an act, the bloodline is is a tremendous stable. Mm-hmm. I think the only person that I'd hundred percent put in my top three like right now, out of all the names that I'd like everyone else is kind of interchangeable, kind of besides yeah. Okada at the moment. For me, um, Brian, like no Brian's definitely there. Sure. Yeah, but like I said, Brian's definitely one of the people. Like out of like the five or six people that I mentioned, like the rest are interchangeable. Like they're all interchangeable except for Okada. Like, Okada right now definitely needs to be in it um, for me. Um, obviously, Danielson. And see how uh, this weekend goes. You know, <laughs> but yeah, Okada's. Okada's I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that match looks. Kento like. as well, bro. Kento is going crazy this year in all Japan. Um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a hard one for me to answer. 
basically a long way of answering that. <laughs> um, right. Pro Wrestling Podcast 199, appreciate How about those ladders there? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, I'm, the thing is, like, referees hold ladders all the time, and Dave has like, been like strong on this. Like, he, he said it on uh, Observer Radio, and he's said it a few times on Twitter, so it might sound like I'm just kind of repeating it, but he's right in the sense of, Rest hold ladders all the time, bro. It's like the problem is more how AEW shot it, and it was just like yeah. so blatant. And the shot, like they had this weird shot of like fucking four referees holding the ladder. <laughs> yeah, and, like, bro, it, it looked it looks a little silly. So the people yeah. in the arena knows that's just how it goes, and it's just like it makes sense. Obviously, you've got fucking this three hundred pound guy on the top of this little shitty ladder, you know, um, <laughs> which is just fucking nearly snapped in half as well. Uh, you know, you yeah. get it, but like. Don't record it, bro. You know? It's, like, it's the same with the blade and shit. It's just like... <laughs> we, know, we know Moxley blades, but don't fucking zoom in on him with the hard cam when he's doing it in the corner. <laughs> he's really just going like... Ah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, it reminds me of um, in the pandemic, right? Uh, I remember the, like there was some daily place tags early on where they would literally zoom in and shoot specifically the wrestler's getting up to gather around in a in like a circle and grab onto each other waiting mm-hmm. for a guy to dive on them right and um jim ross had that whole thing about clustering up and that shit and look obviously you got to catch a diving wrestler uh but yeah. just shoot the guy that's going to the top turnbuckle about to do the dive don't shoot the people that are like all right on three one two catch him you know like don't shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, that's what they were shooting. <laughs> like, um, and with the ladders, I- I'll say this: like, when I, I, I got to be honest, when I watched the, the Hobbs thing, right, I did go like, I-, I got a lot. I was like, I was like, why are they all holding the ladder? What's going on here? This looks so like cooperative, right? And to be honest with you, I had no clue until people pointed it out and posted examples. I had no clue that this was a common thing in WWE too. Um, and, and then I thought about it some more, and I was like, it's probably just because they don't really try. They try to avoid shooting yeah, it. Of course, yeah. And so with AEW, like, obviously, look, you're going to hold the ladders because Will Hobbs is big as hell, and you don't want him falling off. Uh, but just try not to do a wide shot where, like, four of them are just holding it for him. Just try to just, just, just zoom in on him climbing, you know? Uh, but it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, but again, it's just one of those things where it's just it's just whatever you want to call it, quality control or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want to shoot those things. You don't help. You don't help anybody. Um, acclaimed equals insanity. Um, <laughs> Are you familiar with insanity, Mon? Huh? <clears throat> Are you familiar with insanity? Not really. So Jeremy Lin was this Chinese-American basketball player from, uh, I want to say Harvard, who was, uh, you know, he was not projected to be a big player in the NBA, and he was just kind of bouncing around on the bench, never got playing time. And one day the Knicks subbed him in, and he, like, went crazy ballistic. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, there's, like, a Netflix documentary on it and shit. Yeah, he, he had a two-week stretch where he was, like, yeah, the best yeah. he was, like, the best player in the league. <laughs> for, like, two <laughs> weeks, for, like, two weeks. <laughs> they called um, it Linsanity, yeah. Another one from Just a Process, another two dollars. Appreciate it. Scene 20 M FTR an elite main event next year's mania. Oh, no. No. No, hold on. <laughs> if if this person tried to kill AEW, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like what's AEW gonna look like then? Is it just like a JAS show? Yeah, it's just <laughs> BCC versus um Jeff Jarrett Jarrett versus Chris Jericho and shit. Oh my god. Oh boy. It sounds dying. 
Mushin Iqbal Raja, £4.99. Appreciate you. This has to be one of the best wrestling podcasts going. Just need to bring AO, Charlie, and Chris every week, and we are Gucci. You Thank know, you so uh, much. Char- Charlie's in America, man. She's, she's, <laughs> she's in the States right now. She's going to go revolution, I believe. She was at Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably with Alexia somewhere right now. Shout out, Charlie. Shout out, Chris. Going to get him tomorrow. Same as AO. Going to get them tomorrow on the Unpurist podcast. Shout out them. And uh, shout out Manny as well, man. Um, yeah, it's his birthday. So I'm going to send him a link. And if he joins, he joins. But shout out, man! It's his birthday. Send him some. You know, he hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't done the typical tweet that people do on Twitter, where it's like, "Oh my god, it's my birthday!" So everyone starts messaging him like, oh, happy <laughs> no. my, "My favorite is is the screenshot of the balloons coming up on your profile." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you ever had that moment where you, you're like, you're debating, how do I let people know? <laughs> And then no, like, I don't do it. Bro. And you're like, I don't it, do it, you're like it, it just it just looks thirsty. Like, just, <laughs> I can't do it anymore, bro. <laughs> Too old. I just I, what I do is I hit I hit people with the six p.m. Thank you for the wishes, everyone. <laughs> you know, oh, late in the afternoon. You know Even if I mean? you got none, like <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got no one said happy birthday five p.m. He's just like thanks for the wishes, everyone. Everyone's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> it starts quadrupling and shit. Now, personally, for me, I, what I really feel bad about is, and this happens sometimes. Though, you ever like scroll through social and then you see it's like your friend's birthday? You ever like make a mental note, like you're rushing, and you're like, I gotta tell him happy birthday, and it's the end of the day, and you're like, ah, shit, I forgot. You know, <laughs> it happens to me all the time. Like, all the time. sorry, just wanted to test the picture. What? <laughs> what happened to this? <laughs> is that Ad, is that Adam Cole and Brian together? Like, yeah. Yes. Brian Cole, I love this so much. Sorry. Brian Cole. <laughs> um, oh right, my god! Give us a super chat. Uh, happy birthday, Manny. Uh, King emoji. And does Anna actually hate CM Punk, or does she only dislike him because <laughs> Hangman loves him? Um, I'll never say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say. I honestly think. Half you guys just choose to hate on my faves. I mean, fair. AO straight up said, hey man, I like that wrestler, but because you like him, I hate him. I yeah, but like, bro, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, AO is AO's in like a lot of group chats and stuff with you, so like, I can get it. Because like, when you really like someone, like, <laughs> it can be tough, bro. You know? <laughs> just the fact that like, people tough, liking a wrestler, it, it does make the wrestler less likable. I don't, I don't. Yeah, he, he, he does this thing. Like he, it's, it's something just, about it. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've heard it's him. The long like, tweets. So many, like, the... Long tweets. No, I've, I've been in this podcast, like, when we first started, you know, like, I, I heard him give, like, give so many sol- soliloquies, like, about Sim <laughs> I, I, the, I just got mad every time that I saw CM Punk my head was just like oh my god I'm gonna have to hear about it so it was immediately the funniest I, I, I'll, okay retrospectively I, I will admit um, the, the nastiest one Monty was um, I remember when, 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 when Phil first botched a move I can't even remember what move it was but he botched it and, and I wrote like, a, I wrote like a, a think piece and I was just like there's just something natural and beautiful about how 
He's not perfect, but he just <laughs> works into the match. Yeah, people remember, bro. And, and people, people, people destroyed me because that was the same week, right? Where Miz, where Cody was trying to do Mexican technical wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Miz didn't know what was happening. And I tweeted that Miz is the worst wrestler of all time. <laughs> and so people went on my film post and they were like, like, fuck you. You literally just, you're such a hypocrite. It's true, bro. Boys, you boys, you, you don't know me. Oh, There's a reason that why when I tweet I hate Becca Penguin, I have like 300 likes. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. He had way man. too many likes, bro. I was like, what's going on? This blew up. Yeah, when you get you get heat, bro. Um, yeah, let's get into Dynamo then, and if we if we want to talk about any of the other subjects, so we'll get into them because. Uh, yeah, man, we'll do Dynamo. We'll do a little Revolution preview straight after. And uh, we'll see where we're at. Okay, so um, Dynamo was in San Fran, I believe. That's not. Um, and we opened up with Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill, All-Atlantic Championship. Um, bearing in mind, this is a go-home show. I don't know why you would open up with this and go, like, 15, 16 minutes with it. Um I don't know who this was for, to be honest. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it other than that. Obviously, Orange Cassidy, you know, he's a good worker and stuff. And Big Bill, he's big. And uh, he's going to do his thing in there. He's not bad at all or anything. But again, it's just, you know, it was it was long, man. And I don't get why on a fucking <laughs> go-home show. Uh, what, what's your thoughts and takeaway from that, if anything? From Big Bill versus W. Morrissey? Big Bill versus Orange Cassidy. Not yeah, Big Bill what, versus Oh, himself. my God. <laughs> I said his name twice. Uh, I have no takeaway. I just... Uh, I think Orange Cassidy's great. I don't really know why this mm-hmm. opened. It felt about twice as long as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, it felt about twice as long as it needed to be. And uh, starting to lose... Starting to have struggle to pay attention by the end. Uh, that's about it. You know, Orange Cassidy's good. And uh, it's a nice theme song. Yeah, it's not even like Big Bill's bad or anything. Like I said, he's big and he, he can do his thing in there, but it's just like... Didn't need to be do you need to open a go-home show with a 15-minute Big Bill Orange Cassidy match? I don't think yeah, so yeah, far, yeah. you know. Um, Anna, what, are you, <laughs> what do you think? It was, it was long, you know. <laughs> it was like way longer than it needed to be, for sure. And like you said, like Orange Cassidy, yeah, sure. I wouldn't say it was like a bad match, but it was just kind of. There was a point. I was like, okay, wrap it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, and uh, in the WrestlePeers chat, I was at work, and I just see like right around like thirteen minutes into the show, like Ao and Maju, like, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I looked. I remember looking at the clock, and I think it was like fourteen minutes past the hour. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here, Tony, man? Like, yeah. okay, you give Orange Cassidy another win on this role that he's going on and get all this momentum and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, you can't even say that he needed that to then go into the main event and win the way that, but not even the main event because obviously Orange and, no, obviously Brian and MJF promo like close the show, but like going to the last match and win the tag battle role, like, he didn't need, he didn't need all that. You know, <laughs> like, anyway, um, whatever. Next up, this is good shit, though. Moxley, he's sat on the stairs backstage after his match with uh, Evil Uno and the brawl that he had with Hangman last week. 
and he's just pouring a blood, man. And he cuts his really mm-hmm. intense promo. Like, and it's more kind of like uh, the cadence and the delivery of it and the visual of it more than like... like the promo was good, you know, uh, like what he said and stuff. But it kind of, for me, wasn't really much about that. Like, he talks about, like, you know, um, if them two, if him and Hangman walked into a dark alley at night, only one of them was going to walk out and it would be Mark because he's a different animal. He's oh, this, he's that. God. And he just hypes him up. He just hypes himself up as this, like, sick, sadistic mm-hmm. oh, animal. But, like, again, like I said, it was more for me about, like, the delivery, the setting of it being on the stairs and his blood just, like, pouring onto the steps and stuff. And, uh, Again, just like the visual of it and stuff, it was just more that, and it was, you know, it was. Max is a great promo, man. It's what he does, bro. And like, when you give him an aesthetic, and it's like, yo, you, you're not gonna be able to open your eye because blood's gonna be pouring down the fucking side of your face. You throw that into it, and you know you're gonna get these great promos. Max is the man. Um, what did you guys think? I'll let you go first, now. If I speak, <laughs> I knew that's where this was good. <laughs> Look, there, this man there is, is something with blood coming out of his face and shit. There, there is something about like the way that he bleeds. I'm not gonna go, go too deep into it. I'm just giggling but... thinking about this monk's problem. <laughs> this is crazy, bro. <laughs> Look. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, say anything about it. Uh, it was a great promo, of course. You know, like, uh, I'm actually giggling. I was like, like, just, like <laughs> she's gonna start twirling her hair. The whole visual of like the blood, like dripping down the stairs, it was amazing. And like, Mox, when he gets into that gear to do his promos, is just unbeatable. There's no one who does who does it better. Like it's just, it it was really good. This mismatch, this whole rivalry, I think is one of my favorite things in AW right now. Uh, and this match is probably one of the the ones that I'm most excited for in the pay per view. This one in the trios match. Uh, so like this promo was perfect. I think to wrap the whole thing up for the go home show, I think was amazing. Like none of them needed a live confrontation. They both did the separate promos and they were both like amazing. Uh, but yeah, this promo was incredible Max always like gets better and better with the promos if that's even possible which is insane mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the, the visual like the eye closed you know i remember when he used to wear like the eye patch and shit so like, yeah really, it was really nice i loved it yeah mm-hmm. this this monty was just it was carnal it was barbaric there was this there was a really dangerous aura coming out of john moxley and the thing with him is for him to cut promos, he has to believe what's going on. He has to really believe in the storyline and stuff and buy into it. And you're listening to a guy who convinced himself, like, I have to fucking kill Hangman Page to, like, keep feeding my family, <laughs> which is, like, crazy. And uh, there's just a savageness that comes with that. And, you know, just skipping ahead to Hangman's promo, like, nothing against Hangman Page. He's a great wrestler. Uh, but there's just levels to this, bro. And after hearing Moxley in a, in a stairway just talk about going into a dark alley and who's coming out and, you know, Texas death and shit with the blood pouring down and then going to hangman. And he's just like, well, John, I'm going to face you, man. And I'm going to beat you a riot. And then, you know, we faced it. It just made him look like, like a dweeb, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, and I like Eggman, you know, but like, 
it, it's just it's tough. You know what I mean? Like when Mox gets in that zone and you have to be the guy on the opposite end countering it, it's hard to like look like the cooler person. It's like almost impossible. He's an animal, you know, he's a different beast. Um obviously we'll get to the hangman thing hundred percent and I'll pretty much echo a lot of what you said about it. But um yeah, Mark, Mark, Max was he was in the zone, you know. <laughs> he was in the zone on that stairway. Um, okay. This is weird. Next up we had <laughs> oh. the elite. They go to make their entrance and as the theme drops and they're about to hit in the pose and everything, you know, the lights go off. House of Black show up. Then the, the lights go off again to steal the belts. And that's it. Um, <laughs> that's all we see of the elite on the show. Um, really weird, like the kind of like the lack of emphasis on the elite heading into this pay per view, considering, especially considering they're on it, like um, defending the titles. Um, this was weird, man. What <laughs> am I the only person who thinks this? It was actively. It was actively kind of bad. Like when you consider that this is supposed to like the elite and the house of black are in theory, like the two best trios in AEW in theory, I would imagine. And it's just like, it's a match that most people see probably as a dream matchup. I'm still excited to see them wrestle. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when the house of black returned and they kind of beat up Cutler and they seemed, they made it seem like their, their sights were set on the elite. It was like, wow. Cause this is going to be a big thing. And this entire story and, and the way we got here is just so confusing to me because they they make it clear their mission statement is we want the elite, but there was a lot of there was a lot of time between then, you know, November and um, and the pay per view. So it's like okay, they're gonna mess around with Eddie Kingston for a little bit, and then they kind of do half of a feud with Kingston and Ortiz. It wasn't even an entire feud. They they got in his mind, and then Eddie turned on Ortiz, and then they just stopped dealing with them. And then Eddie fucks off the ring of honor. Just fucks up the friendship. And then it's like, (laughs) yeah, just messes the friendship and then left. And then it's like, okay. And then I'm like, all right, what are the elite doing for the pay-per-view? And then House of Black do the the angle where they black out things. I'm like, all right, in the next few weeks, they're going to do some stuff with the elite. And they haven't done anything. Like the combined amount of TV time that these angles have gotten with the elite and House of Black can't exceed three minutes. It's so brief. Kenny has said nothing. The Bucks have said nothing to the House of Black. They haven't even fought back. They're just the lights go out. They come back on. They look like, oh, what was that? Oh my god! And then this week they just lose their titles and they're left laying. Uh, I don't get it. It's weird. How did the House of Black beat them up in two seconds with the lights off? What, what's the logic there? Do they have mystical powers? Is that how they left them laying there in two seconds? Uh, was Tony Sh- Tony Schiavone on the commentary as well when the lights went off. He was like, whoa, like. <laughs> Bro, it popped me because like I was watching it. My, girl, my girlfriend was asleep, yeah. Yeah. God bless her. But she was like falling asleep, shall I say? Um mm. and like she saw that angle and like, obviously she's like grumpy half asleep and she was just like low budget. <laughs> just like it's just I watch wrestling and just looking at this shit like low. It is it is funny low. how AEW commentators comment over spooky stuff because it's like when, when, if you remember Monty, whenever like this happens when Jim Ross is there, he'll just be like, All the lights are out again, I guess. All right. And then he'll kinda have that tone <laughs> yeah. But like like Tony Shimani will be like, Oh the house of black of a bear. He'd be like, oh, again. <laughs> Turn the lights off again, on and off, on and off. He's looking after the lights around here, you know. 
what's going on with the light bill? Like, <laughs> in kayfabe, the House of Black were able to blacken the arena, destroy the Young Bucks and Omega in one second, and then take their championship. So I guess they, uh, you know, I guess they have superpowers and... Um, yeah, man, I, I'm just disappointed at how at how underdeveloped the storyline has been. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. off. It's just been off since it started, and it's it's kind of sad because it's a, a match that we know it's gonna be amazing, and it's a feud that I feel like everyone was waiting for, and it had so much potential, mm-hmm. and just I don't know what the fuck is happening, but everything has been so like badly thought out. Mm-hmm. I feel like barely any thought at all, and like mm-hmm. you said, like the elite hasn't said anything. They started the whole uh, story like three weeks before the pay per view, and this is their go home angle. Like, yeah, it's just that's it's not no, yeah, and that's really sad because we're talking about the whole thing with standards. We know like how it, the elite storylines can be. We just saw them coming out of an amazing best of seven series with like full of story mm-hmm. and shit, and then you have House uh, House of Black with their main thing is like the whole lore and the whole like things that they build, and then it's just. That I don't know what's happening backstage, like what explains the situation, but this is just not it, and it's just very, very disappointing. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I, I gotta say, Monty, look, man, with the elite, um, because I saw some people tell me on Twitter, like, what if this is just the beginning of the story? And then if, if that is the case, then, then all right, but like, if this is just a one and done, the elite are giving the belts to House of Black, and this was the build to it. And then, you know, the elite do whatever they do. It's just really weird. And uh, without concern trolling, it, it does beg the question of, is this a situation where Tony Khan doesn't particularly trust the elite because their contracts are expiring? And he's like, I'm going to de-emphasize them until I know I have them long term. And if need be, I will cool them off just in case they leave me. Because um, it's starting to look a little bit like that. And I'm not ready to fully go there yet until I see who wins the match on the pay-per-view. But if Tony is doing that, if he is literally like, I don't trust them, I don't know if they're staying, so why focus on them too much? Uh, that's still not the philosophy I would do. You know, at the end of the day, they're your EVPs. They're the guys who helped start your company. The fans love them. A lot of people like AEW because of the elite. I, I just don't think – I think it's a disservice to them to do that. And I also think even if you are being a promoter, you can use them for what remaining value they have and then just ultimately use them to put over someone on the way out if, if that's what's happening. You don't have to just ice them out on TV and like use them like to the little degree that they're being used, in my opinion. Mm. Again, like I said, it was weird. Like the angle itself lasted like thirty seconds. You know, uh, it was it was the only it was the only bit of the elite that we saw last night. Um, yeah, man, it's been weird. It's been weird. Uh, a lot of people, like, like we've already mentioned, like a lot of people as well have been like really disappointed in this build because they were they're hyped up for the matchup and it's just like the build hasn't matched the matchup. And even if it is the start of the story, it's like I don't even think that's like an excuse to like do what they've done so far with it, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this next up is probably the whole lot of the show, the face of the revolution ladder match. Um, I love this, man, because it's just kind of like what. AEW is kind of all about. Like you have like all these like talents that you wouldn't get together in the same place if it wasn't for AEW, you know. Um, and they're just going crazy in there. You know, the crowd's going wild. You've got you've got certain people who are really really over with the crowd, 
you've got you've got Commander making like almost like the perfect first impression in front of the AWTV audience. Mm. Um, then like with the obviously with the the winner as well being Hobbs, it was just uh, it kind of like I said it on Twitter. Like it captured a lot of what I really like about AEW in this match. Uh, I loved it. What did you guys think? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought this match was, was great, and um, you know, I'm I'm very mixed on modern ladder matches. They don't they don't always move me these days because they're very mm-hmm. patterned, formulaic, and stuff like that. But um, this this hit like what I need. This gave me what I need for to like a ladder match, which is breakout performances and a real a real sense of danger, and uh, a winner that comes out of the match almost feeling like they've become a bigger star for winning the match. Uh, that's what I want for my ladder matches. And in this one, I mean, Takeshita was great. Uh, Commander, star-making performance. This guy, you know, I'm so happy for him because I've seen him on some indie shows, right? And I know he can do some really spectacular things, but I, I'd imagine, like, so many more people became aware of who he is from this match, which is great for him. He probably gained a bunch of, a bunch of followers. Last time I checked, he had, like, 3,000 followers on Twitter at most. Um He's probably going to quadruple his indie booking rates. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. He had a great performance. Will Hobbs is the right winner. He he came off like a star in the match because of how over he was. Um, Anna, did you notice how Takeshita's like the same size as this guy? Like, yes, Takeshita. It was like, huge. yeah, like I, I, it didn't hit me until like they're like face to face and Hobbs is supposed to be a big man. And I'm like, Takeshita's like slightly taller than him. And he's like, not like he's basically as, as the same size as him. Like, that shit was crazy to me. Uh, but yeah, it's really big. Big dude. Uh, Takeshita was great. He's he had the he the camera focused on him after he lost, where he was like, looking really sad about losing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I hope this leads to uh, something big with him story wise. I think Tony Khan's goal should be to get Takeshita on the main card of the next pay per view. Uh, no, no Kali's watching the match backstage as well. He was watching yeah, yeah. It on the yeah. Shoot, so I assume those two instances will. Linked really? together, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say that like, I think it was a really good match. It was definitely a match of the night for me. And Takeshita, like I, I understand what you said like about Commander and Hobbs, but for me, Takeshita was really the star of the match. Mm-hmm. Like he had a good moment with almost everyone, and it was really to the point. Like even though Hobbs was the hometown, hometown guy, uh, when Takeshita was almost getting the thing, everyone was rooting for him because it's just impossible to root against him. You know, and like the whole thing, the like you were talking about the segment post match with him, like, you know, being super upset and stuff. I just hope that's a segue to actually build a big story with him, maybe with the Don Callis mm-hmm. thing, because he deserves to be like the fucking blue thunder bomb from the the stairs. That that spot is just insane. It was amazing. Mm. I just want to see just give Takashita matches every single week and then the pay-per-view put him in the main card. Like, I don't care. When uh, Hobbs eventually wins the TNT title, I won the Takashita-Hobbs match. I think it's going to be amazing. So, yeah, I really like this match. It was definitely... I feel like... Th- I don't remember which which was the last, like, uh, ladder match that they had. But I remember one ladder match last year that everyone was really hyped because uh, all the people in the match were amazing. And then the match was just, like, kind of... It was the all out one. It, yeah, it was all out. Kind of, right. kind of it was kind of a mess, and then we got that really weird ending where MJF came out with like, no, no, the firm comes yeah, out. The and firm. Yes, and yeah, yes, yes. That was yeah, like, was and weird. everyone had really high hopes for that one. So I was still kind of a little bit like, mm. you know, with ladder matches after that, but this mm. one really 
got it back up, you know, like the whole spirit and the hope and the confidence on AEW, but it was a really good match, yeah. I, yeah, I still understand yeah. why they took it off the the buy-in, because I think it was in the buy-in, right? No, it was, always, it was always meant to be, it was this, this match. People were expecting it to be on the card because it always is, but then they're yeah, it, it the is, yeah. before, so. Well... Yeah, it was a good match, and I'm happy. I'm happy the Hobbs won. I'm sorry, like uh, I, I do. I don't know what they're gonna do. Wardlow, if he loses, but if he wins, he has to lose to Hobbs like right after. So I would mm. rather see Hobbs versus uh, Joe. I think. So. Mm. You know what would help the booking, Monty, of this sometimes? Because I feel like almost every year they somewhat book themselves into a tough situation with this face of the revolution, Sonic Ring having to get a title shot. Um, because they, they, they always make it where it's like you have to get the shot the next week after the pay-per-view, right? And that can sometimes put them in a tough spot in terms of who to choose as winner. I think if they just made it where it's like, not cat, don't make it a money in the bank thing where it's like you can run it with the fucking Sonic ring anytime and cash it in. But like, I feel like if there was a set date with some distance following the... Uh, yeah, so you can actually build it. Yes, exactly. because like, when when the person who wins the face of the revolution match win like doesn't win the title, it feels like a waste of time. You know? Exactly, like, after they just went to a whole ladder match. Exactly. Yeah. Um, wasn't there a year where Scorpio won the, the, the Sonic Ring? Yeah, right? he, yeah, he it, lost the Derby. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, what's the point of any of that? You know? Yeah. Uh, like, what is the point? Um. Yeah, man. It's a it's it's a weird one, but um, you know, Hub's got the win. And uh, yeah. like Anna said, I was kind of like skeptical of like, especially like, with the AW ladder matches. Because like, even if they like, drop the names and the good names, like in this one, we had uh, Eddie and Ortiz, who like pretty much instantly disappeared, brawling into the back part. Um, so that's the like, eight man, like, that's kind of what I was thinking going into it. It's like eight man, is that going to be too many? And he's like Takeshita, Commander, AR Fox, um, Sammy, who else? Help me out. Um, Whatever, yeah, Hobbs, Action obviously, Andretti. uh, Andretti, uh, I think that's everyone, yeah, I say Commander, I think that's everyone, Eddie, yeah, Andretti, yeah, Sammy, yeah, I think we, I think we took yeah. them all off, um, but yeah, man, they pulled it off, it was, it was good stuff, right, yep. winner, uh, the crowd loved it, and like after the match, this popped me, obviously, there's the ladder spot which we spoke about earlier, um, it's like Hobbs got stuck at the top of that ladder, bro. <laughs> Hobbs <laughs> that too. I think Hobbs just must have felt most comfortable grabbing the ring from the the very 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 top of the ladder. So he was like balancing on it, um, and then you could see it on his face, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. he pulls the ring down and he's just stuck there, bro. He's like, you can see, he's like, oh shit, what do I do now? And he's he has to kind of like risk it a little bit, and he steps down, and then he's sweet, and then he actually starts celebrating. So there's that. And then uh, there's the angle with Samoa Joe, Wardlow, and obviously Hobbs is kind of looking towards Samoa Joe, who was on commentary, who was popping me huge. Um, Samoa Joe goes to get up from the desk. <laughs> Fucking, he's all tangled up in the wires, bro. <laughs> oh my god, yo, you know, you know, what was the funniest line he said. I, I, I wish I had the exact wording, but he was saying something like, he said like, you don't want to fade with me. Go get, go get, go to your barber if you want to fade or something like that. And I was like, 
happening? Joe is the man, bro. Uh, but yeah, Wardlow comes out as well because obviously he's challenging Joe for the TNT title this Sunday. And uh, Wardlow, you know, all the security comes out. Wardlow clears out all the security. Power bombs one of them off the stage, and mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of the angle for the TNT title scene going into Revolution. So we'll shorter see who Hobbs gets. You know, shorter, uh, shorter. Wardlow's kind of freaking me out. I don't know why. It just kind of throws yeah, me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was certainly a look. You know, um, super chats. Lamora five dollars. I don't think Kenny has spoken on television with the exception of that one basketball promo. It's really weird how his presence isn't felt much. It is. Yeah. It is because if you have like Kenny Omega on your roster and he's the IWGP US champion right now, mm. he just came off like uh, having a great best of seven. Like he came back from injury and then he had to leave again. Like you have a whole story with him. Like why Why does he feel like so like disconnected? Like, yeah, disconnected and also kind of like, I don't know the word I'm saying. Like it's not shining, you know, like it's, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, he should be a vocal boy with Kenny Omega. Yeah, so it's de-emphasized. Like we've we've used that word a lot with the elite during this battle. Like de-emphasized, like how how like Lamora says how much their presence is being felt on the show because it's just like kind of uh not. And I feel like also, it's cursory, it's cursory, like, you know, it's now crazy. now that um they're trying to do this house of bat feud, if you can even call it an attempt at trying to do it. Um, I feel like the best of seven match kind of like covered a lot of the cracks, you know. They're just gonna go out yeah. there and have a banger match, you know. Yeah. It's like you don't need to actually like put that much emphasis on them if you've got the matches already booked. You know what I mean? And had seven matches booked, and it's just they're gonna go out there and do them, and they're gonna kill it. So it's uh. And even then, you know. it, it kind of felt like they were in their own universe. To be honest, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like those matches mm-hmm. were awesome, and that was that was really cool. But like because they didn't really speak, and there wasn't like any like story stuff in between the matches with, with the elite or anything like that. They just kind of came out and had great matches. Uh, it it just for whatever reason it just feels like they're like attacked on thing on the show, and with the best of seven it was like a big piece that was tacked on because because of the matches. But now it's just like it's a thing that like if you were to send someone to highlight to dynamite and take that take their part off, you don't really miss anything. Mm, literally, um, uh, trust the process for four five dollars. I know Tony loves having guys go over in their hometown, but I wish he didn't do it every single time. Makes it too predictable. Um, I, I guess there is definitely there is something to that. I guess, but I feel like uh, last night probably isn't the time to bring it up. If that makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hobbs was probably the right winner in that. Hobbs or Takeshita. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Thank you for the stupid chat. I, I, yeah, thank you. I think it's better than the WWE formula of being like, oh, it's his hometown, let's make him lose for the like cheap thing, which is just stupid. Yeah, yeah. You, you mix them in, you know. You don't like, uh, like Trust the Process says, like, you don't want to make it too predictable, you know. Um, you know, every now and then, mix in a little heat, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, bangers. Seven ninety nine Australian, appreciate it. Look at his profile picture. <laughs> Is the reason why FTR aren't at the pay per view because they didn't want all the former Pinnacle members holding the titles at the same time? I don't think that has anything to do with it at all. Um, he, he, you're probably the first person to notice this. <laughs> yeah. <Thanks. laughs> I mean, it's a fun start, I guess. Um, yeah, the Pinnacle. 
Yeah, man. Uh, okay, where was he at Dynamite? So we talked about the ladder match. That was great stuff. Uh, we talked about the angle and Samoa Joe getting tangled Next in the wire. Right? That's good stuff. Uh-huh. Next was my boy Christian, wasn't it? Nope. <laughs> There's still a minute to get there. Okay, so then we get the Danhausen Orange Cassidy backstage promo where they entered the Battle Royale. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got Jericho versus Pete, Pretty Peter Avalon. Right. No, bro, this is that. Why did this play out? Like, what, this was weird, man. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, it's a go home show. Yeah. Again, it's like. <laughs> His eyes are hurting. It's like Jericho had this idea. Like, oh, I like Pretty Avalon. You know, he's uh, he can he can work a good match or whatever the fuck. Like. So he just goes in there and he lets he lets Peter Avalon get like four minutes of offense. Jericho doesn't hit a single move until he hits his he like two to the end. <laughs> Yeah, bro, like he just had Avalon just going crazy on him, like just offense after offense after offense after offense after offense. Then then Jericho hits uh, a code breaker and pins him. The fans like, pretty Why? <laughs> like, why? I don't get it. Um. I gotta, I gotta be fully honest. I skipped all of the things you guys just mentioned. <laughs> so. No, his and yeah. it was like nothing. He, he, he let Peter Avalon get some offense, and then he beat him after like four minutes, and then he some hits offense. him with the bat. All the yeah, offense. Like, oh, he, all his the, entire move set was unloaded on Chris. The match Jericho. was literally Peter Avalon just hitting offense. Every move, every move he knows. <laughs> The, the, the thing is, and it's, it's structured for the crowd to get really behind Peter, but because he's like such a non-entity on the show, uh, they kind of didn't really that much. Uh, Jericho hits him with his bat like four times before Ricky comes out for the save. Uh, it was sold so awkwardly too, because like he'd hit him, and then Peter's just kind of like, ah, ouch. <laughs> That's, so you're hitting him with a baseball bat, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and he's just like, and Jericho's like doing weak shots, like, doom, and he's like, Ah, my shoulder, I guess. Uh, but Ricky comes out, Jericho walks away, and then Jericho's just kind of like, watch your back, because the JS are here, whatever the fuck he did. And then they beat up uh, Ricky and... Yeah, the whole yeah, thing was like, Jericho was like, oh, the JS, the band, that revolution, but they're not banned tonight. And they come out and they, you know... They, they yo, yo, live chat, them. is Anna flashing over Monty's face for you guys? What? what? You this is like Wyatt lore. So guys, let me know in the chat because for me, like Anna, Anna's face is like kind of just flashing in and out on Monty's screen. It's really funny. <laughs> nah, bro, that's just you okay. it's glitching with your nineteen ninety five laptop. Um, let me take the and see if people know what I'm talking. About. Anyway, okay, you see, you threw you threw us off now for that little bit of bullshit. Sorry, um, we're talking about the Jericho. <laughs> okay, yeah, Jericho Avalon. Um, Angle with Jericho and Starks, blah blah blah. Uh, okay, now now we get to the Hangman promo, uh, and it's pretty much just to repeat like what he said. It's like after Moxley's just cut that. It's like and you cut to just like Hangman, just like sweet, you know, <laughs> cut, cutting a promo, which was like the promo was fine. It's just that like, when you're following <laughs> that, like they probably should have switched them around, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Have Hangman put this like good promo, then have Mox take it to like the next fucking level, you know? Uh, the thing, but... Monty, the thing is like he was also being a pacifist in the promo because he's like, I don't really like blood, uh, John. I don't like violence. Yeah, I don't like violence. Yeah, I don't like violence. <laughs> and John Mox, he's like, this is a war. 
I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit! It just makes him look like a dweeb, bro. Like it's like, come on, man. It didn't help him much at all, you know. No. Uh, like again, it wasn't like bad from him. It's just kind of like it's what he's following, and probably should have, you know. Again, a bit of quality control, you know. Uh, <laughs> rearranged the order a bit because, like, again, having Hangman cut a, a pretty tame promo after mm-hmm. fucking Moxley's cut like one of the most animalistic promos in company history. <laughs> Probably the most animalistic <laughs> promo. Like, it's, uh, yeah, man. Moxley like, wanted to like eat a human being, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, bro. And you just got Hangman just walking around with his hands in his pockets or whatever the fuck. Yo, bro, I forgot. Mox walked out and he was talking about like how like bleeding felt good. He was like, he's like, oh, this is good. This is life. This is life. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Uh, look at this. <laughs> Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate it. That's three weeks on Dynamite scene. Kip Savian, Evil Uno, and Peter Avalon. Which outlaw wrestlers next? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a year uh, one AEW reunion tour. Dan Housen's gonna get a match or some shit, you know. Oh um, my god. <laughs> John Moxley versus Dan Housen is a nasty. <laughs> Honestly, I'd like I'd like that. In the mode that John is in right now, I would like that, actually. <laughs> Mox just like blading like Dan Housen's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Appreciate the super chats as always, guys. Uh Thank you know, you keep them coming, you know, if you're feeling generous. Uh of course get those likes up, man. We need those likes. If you haven't liked the video yet, please do so if you're logged in and it's not too much of a struggle for you. And even if it is, you know, we're worth it. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh we're gonna keep going on with this dynamite review. Uh mm-hmm. and now, Ibu, Christian Cage promo. Uh I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it from here. Christian came out in a in a outfit that I I own, you know, a nice turtleneck. <laughs> <and he's back. laughs> I don't know if I said this on the podcast. Oh, that's crazy. I think I've heard you say it before. Yeah, Christian, yeah. rest is like me, and like, oh my god, it, it made me reflect. I'm like, do I dress, Am I a douche? Because like, because dressing I, like I, a forty year old white man is probably <laughs> not. You know. No, because when I see Christian come out in like fitted black jeans and this long like jacket and a turtleneck, and I'm like, he's looking like this to look like a heel, and he looks like a total asshole. And I'm like, I own this fit. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, do I look like a villain to people? Uh, But listen, man, Christian's a drip god, you know what I'm saying? You know, Christian, you know what I'm saying? He's a Mac Daddy. But uh, listen, his promo was awesome. I enjoyed Hannah's face. <laughs> His promo was great. He, uh, he, uh, listen, as a bitter old fuck, it was nice to see him just basically say, you know, fuck these little kids, you know what I mean? Uh, he basically just buried Jungle Boy and the video game generation of wrestlers for not respecting his business. Uh, and he was countered by, uh, Jungle Boy going full Undertaker with this, like, video of, like, a grave with his name on it. Uh, and so that was the go home angle for that. And I enjoyed Christian's promo. I thought it was really good. And I noticed, Monty, some people noticed on Twitter that like, it was kind of edge like at the end, just the way he was talking with his cadence and his facials. And he used the word grit, which edge uses a lot. Uh, so I don't know what that's about, but, uh, 
Yeah, he's just like, you don't have the grit. Like, I have the grit. And his face is getting all red. And he's like, you know, he's kind of crinkling it up and shit. And, you know, talking all intense. But uh, listen, Christian's a beast. You know what I mean? I'm happy he's back. I, I always enjoy hearing Christian talk. Christian, you don't know what's popping me. So it's the little things with Christian, like, uh, mm-hmm. even like in these segments and stuff, like those things like in the in the beat down last week where he hit the low blow on Jungle Boy, but it's like, uh, he's like, he's out there and he's being a, like, a blatant dick, you know? And then he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Renee's holding the mic and he's like moving Renee's hand closer to his mouth and stuff. <laughs> you know? And like Renee would like pull this face like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he's just, yeah, Christian's the man, bro. Uh, the Jungle Boy video package was a bit, Okay, well, you know, like, let, let, let's be honest about it. I think, like, I mean, like, because it, I think like, we do this a lot with AW, like, because we like some of the talent involved, we kind of just let them get away with like just doing like shit like Rest this. Like, what, bro, bro, like, what the fuck was that? Like, what? <laughs> but, um, I was even like a little bit of a dick to Chris in the chat because he said something like, I think they're doing a buried alive match. And I was like, well, what fucking gave that away, bro? Like, you know. <laughs> and they announced the match, and it's not a fucking buried alive match. No, it's 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 no holds barred on a show with the Texas death match. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, bit, yeah, a, little, yeah. a, little, a little, little redundant, but look, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That video package to not even do a buried alive match is like... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like those. It felt like those packages you get when Undertaker's coming back to like beat a heel up and stuff. And it's like, remember those, those Taker packages where like you you see these like little girls in white dresses, like he's coming, uh, uh the Undertaker and shit. Like it would, it would cut to like the desert and shit, and, like a hand yeah, rising yeah, out yeah. of a grave and stuff. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it was like those things. Um, <laughs> Scrumbo two dollars. Moxley blade into Danhausen's curse for emojis. <laughs> don't don't Imagine, let Tony right? see Danhausen points at him. He just drops. He's like, oh. Moxley Housen, oh and he's like, oh, and he just bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> that would be objectively very funny. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the, the Christian and Jogo Boy match. I'm actually I'm excited for it because I feel like we've mm-hmm. we've kind of been cheated off it because of the whole like injury yeah, situation 100%. and all that. And it's something that we've been waiting for a long time. And I think it's good for Jungle Boy to finally be able to move on from this rivalry and mm-hmm. like see what he can actually do as a, a single star, you know, like far yeah. away from Christian and all of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it was a good uh, go home segment, even with mm-hmm. the video package. <laughs> Just... yeah, the, you want know, the thing is with this view for me, and it's like Christian's obviously going to do as good as he can. You know, because yep. that's the point when you're trying to put over a younger talent. It's like yeah. I hear Anna talking about like she's interested in seeing like what Jungle Boy is gonna do after this. Like, bro, what's Christian Cage doing after this? <laughs> you know, he's, like, a, he's a dickhead. He can like just start picking on other yeah, people. Yeah, like, Christian gonna pick on next? You know, like, that's, that's yeah, like, like, like Christian or just like, action and Dre, You know, he's just gonna like, find someone. To be honest, if, okay. Well, if Wardlow loses the match against Samoa Joe, like Wardlow also just lost his dad, so you know it seems like on team. Yo, okay. I, I, I thought of something. I thought of something. To be honest with you, this is gonna sound insane. Yeah, they're both Canadian boys. They're friends. They used to be associated on screen on Raw like twenty years ago. I actually want to see Christian associated with Jericho as as a two man. Yeah. 
veteran dick carney duo because christian already says like i'm here to leech off this business like i don't give a shit about any of these young talent could you imagine if right like he just looked at jericho and he was just like we got the game figured out man you know what i mean minimum bumps leech off these kids make some money like <laughs> no man i feel like you're trying to kill the territory if you're creative again it'd be kind of funny <laughs> no I'm not, I'm not with it you know Christian and Jericho. Like, he does this sometimes. Like he'll pitch something <laughs> with like a certain enthusiasm, you know. Yeah, and he's like, oh, just no. kind of like, no, 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 that, bro. <laughs> I just, I just wanna, Christian I just wanna. Jaya, Christian, yeah? like, oh, no, yeah, no, Christian Apart- calling. No, I want to see Christian like keep making fun of people for not having that. That's like the content that really. Pops <laughs> you know? Your father's dead. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I want to know what young talent Christian's dead relative uh, he's going to make fun of next. You know, like, <laughs> literally. That's just the crazy, the week, room, yeah, that's like, crazy we need, thing. We need a spot on the pay per view with Jungle Boy's mom and Christian. No, oh, I'm sure we'll get it. Okay. if she. If, well, if they're in town, obviously. Um, <laughs> how these things go. Um, okay, so next up, we had a. Uh, it was like a Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, thirty second promo. Um, this popped a lot of people on Twitter because Britt Baker said yes. you can look but you can't touch. <laughs> 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 Britt Baker loves doing you know, his art, bro. Like, <laughs> even if it doesn't mean it, I think she, she yeah. literally just pops herself. It's like if Twitter runs with it, Twitter yeah. runs with it, you know. Just uh, <laughs> doing divas. I'm Lord. not. Oh god! If she actually like meant to do a Bella's reference, then you know, I might have, I might, I might have. No, Listen, the Bella's I'm not gonna think... would be based. I yes, like, yeah. I, I yeah. might have like spent a week without talking shit on her. Like, yeah, yeah. because the Bella's reference on AWTV is just amazing. I cannot go against that. It's incredible. Imagine, imagine if the Bellas are the team to look safe the division. Oh my you know? god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the Bellas versus the Guns versus the Nikki Bella does some big business and puts Chris Lander over on arrival, you know? The thing is, Nikki oh Bella god. would absolutely be like, yeah, I'll do a DQ, no DQ match. And it's like, why? <laughs> you're like 40 and you don't need the money. <laughs> but she'll just do, like, just do it. Nikki would totally grab the mic and be like, Unlike other companies, we get respect here, and it's like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> and then she, yeah, and then she gets like the fart spray by Saray at the next. And she'll throw those oh. Nikki's full arms, you know. Could, could you man just yes. ten minutes? Ten minutes of Saray and Nikki on the mic arguing. Oh my god, Nikki! <laughs> Nikki getting the mic and saying, "This is from the soul." No, my god, <laughs> just just imagine, just imagine Nikki <laughs> arguing for ten minutes over who did more for women's wrestling. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, on AEW television. Oh my god! We just need we need we need the Bellas with the snapbacks, you know. <laughs> cooking, bro. Um, but yeah, man, that was that. Uh, we got Matt Hardy versus Hook, which was again on a go home show, bro. Like, what are we cooking? Um, why? I have no I have no comment on this. Ibu's already yeah. snoring. Anna's already said why. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Hook obviously won. <laughs> if you're living under a rock, um, how's the black promo? So obviously they've already stole the belts off the elite, and then they cut a twenty-second promo about fear and how it manifests, and it was very law. And then they placed the belts down on the floor, and Julia Hart said, "See you Sunday," 
And um, that's the big, the big trios angle. <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. Can you can you guys quote oh, me man. anything that has been said in any of these House of Black dark room promos? He said, he said, it's something about fear, bro. He said about like, how fear manifests. And he, and he, something, something. You know, it's a very short thing. It basically just implies that the elite are scared, even though we don't know why. We're like, um, yeah, man. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Malakor's delivery is actually it's the same it's like it's almost it's like the Bray Wyatt thing it's like Malakor's delivery is like it's really good like it's really good oh my god this like, style of promo but it's at the same time yeah. it's like what is he actually cooking like you know I, I will say I will say that's the thing like could you imagine Bray and Malachi cutting promos on each other and it's just like Malachi Black my brother talk about the house of Black brother I've read that book my man it ain't the book I'd read, brother. I read Malachi, on cloud. You're, you're a liar. You're a liar, Malachi. And now Malachi's like, Bray, Wyatt, you say you're the face of fear. My eyes see fear. My eyes have seen everything. And he's like, your eyes haven't seen me, brother, because if you see me, brother, then you'd see me, brother. And then you're like, oh, shit. And the crowd's chanting, holy shit. Yeah, you know, holy shit, holy WWE shit. universe goes wild, you know. Anyway, the, the, the um, Twitter accounts are going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So next up, obviously a very controversial feud, uh, but you know a lot of people popped when they saw the graphic for Riho versus Tony Storm. Um. <laughs> this match, yeah, it was weird because it's like I'll be honest, I thought it genuinely started pretty well. Um. But like when Tony kind of took over. And uh, like she was kind of just getting a heat. Like she literally just like kind of she locked on a headlock. Then she locked in the full now, so and then she done something else. And then she put um she put Riho in a clover leaf. She was distracted by Brick, and then she got rolled up. Like it just completely fell apart in the second, even like the second and third third of the match. It started well. And there's definitely a good match in between Riho and Tony Storm, of course there is. But um, like I said again, like when Tony Storm tried to like kind of like take over the match and not really get a heat on it, it was so dull and just kind of fell apart. Then the finish was just kind of like a really lazy distraction finish, and it was just kind of like, you know, whatever. But again, it's good to see Riho because it always is. She's great. Um, but yeah, man, this wasn't this wasn't uh, this wasn't great stuff. I don't think. What did you think, Anna? I think, yeah, of course, the expectations were very high for this match because, you know, like, uh, Tony and Riho are two of the best women's wrestlers in AEW. So I don't think it was a bad match by any means. I feel like the first, like, the beginning stretch was very, very good. And it showed, like, the potential that they have together. But then from the, the middle to the end, it kind of lost itself a little bit. And I still want to see a rematch between them with, like, no Soraya, mm-hmm. just no one involved. Just let them cook there for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, just, you know, Give them the time and the space and just let them cook. Uh, I don't think it was bad. It's just like the whole... I'm glad that we all won. But just like the whole way... I'm not I'm not really feeling the this women's match for Revolution. And the whole build-up. It's not being my favorite so far. And also like after the women's division was going so well for a while. And I was just like back to 
that place. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just happy that Riho's back and we're going to get to see her wrestle more because she really is incredible. Yeah, she's great. And amazing. Yeah, I want to see her versus Jamie, like put her versus Tony again, like in a different match. Yeah, it was was good. It was okay. It didn't go fully where we know we can go, but it was fine. I know um, you wasn't too high on this buckle, but your girl Soraya was involved at Ringside, so uh, you know, give us, your, give us your takes. Look, Soraya did what she could here. You know what I mean to try to really uh, show that that kid Riho a thing or two about wrestling. You know what I mean. She probably gave her some pointers before the match. Uh, the worst crime whatever reason commit is dick riding without a license. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my god, that was a jump that... scare. I was like, did I click this? <laughs> I thought Anna pressed a button to trigger. Yes, I was like looking around, like, what did I do? Whenever Monty's cooking up a meme, he makes the same face where he like kind of hides his lower half of his face so he doesn't, so you don't see him smirking, and it like <laughs> kind of leans over before he presses the button. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, man, this match was like Charlotte's ass. It was just flat, and uh, it just didn't really hit the way it needed to. Kind of felt like a Raw match in that it didn't really pick up until after the commercial break, and then once it got good, you got a stupid finish. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad Riho won, like Anna said, but uh, it wasn't like an impactful, decisive win. It was kind of like a, a lucky one. And so it's yeah, like, did, it, did, did anybody benefit from this? And it's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, this, this suffered from me expecting too much of it. Uh, and I know that they can do better. Um, but the match really wasn't the focus. It was like the storyline surrounding it. Uh, but that angle itself, again, it, it just was kind of flat. And so, uh, this whole thing was just kind of meh. Hmm. Yeah. I hear you. 100%. Um, Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you again. Um, agree with what Backup tweeted. Britt Baker is beautiful. Yeah, she's a pretty girl, you know. Uh, and I go further to say she's a nice person. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. <laughs> I don't know why... What do you think of her as a wrestler, Darren? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why my tweet blew. I don't know if you guys saw that. My tweet blew up. Like, like all my dynamite. I, I had like thought out dynamite takes that like no one cared about, and I was like, "Yeah, Bruce, pretty hot." And then like that was like like six hundred likes and like a bunch of quotes and shit. I was like, "This is interesting." I think that's been brought up. Uh, I don't know if any like I'm not really the stat guy. My memory is not amazing. Yeah, uh, but Anna Velasquez says Tony Storm is put very strong. When she loses, it's because she gets screwed over by someone. Has she ever actually lost clean? Obviously in AEW. Um, probably actually. in in one probably in um. Wasn't there a tournament that what was the tournament that Ruby Soho won? What was that? There was a tournament that Ruby Soho won, but I'm pretty sure she never no. She lost it. She was in the finals for the, the TBS and she lost. And mm-hmm. I think she was also was she also in the final of the I think she was in the final of the Owen and she lost that too. Yeah, she lost. Yeah, yeah, there was like Rancid playing live and yeah, stuff. And people, and it felt like she was supposed to win that you know because like she already failed to break baker before so it kind of felt like this like long-term yeah. thing with Ruby okay, okay, listen, off again. <laughs> like... there was a tournament that statlander won oh, no no that, 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 no 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 and I think uh, Tony was in that tournament, but now I'm not even remembering what what that tournament was. What? But I. What's your point? 
But my point think, is, no, my point is, she. I think lost she lost. She, Tony, I think she lost clean during the Owen, but I don't. Right, it was against Brit, I think, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Ever since Thunder Rosa relinquished her belt, though, Tony has been someone who doesn't lose clean at all. Technically, she lost clean in the match against Jamie. You know, technically. Oh, man, there was a lot going right. on in that, you know. So, yeah, but if, it was, if it someone was a calls lot, that not like, clean, like, I'd get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I would say, like, it was technically clean because she took, like, all the finishers in the shed and then she was still, like, fighting back. And it was when Jamie did her finisher that she kind of, like, it, it's not, like, clean, clean, but it was better than, you know, DQ or... Yeah, there was a lot like of smoke that. and mirrors, you know. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. I think it's good for her. I think it's good for her character. I don't mind. If they're creative with it, and, and when she loses clean is actually like an important thing, I don't mind. Absolutely, no, it's good. Yeah, it was the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah, Ruby never won anything, Hangman. I don't know where you got that from. There was so. I'm gonna look this shit up. She <laughs> never look won it, anything. Look it up, bro. She, you're coming I'm out with your old, your old man and fucked up memory takes and shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so that match happened. There was an angle where, you know, uh, Ruby, Jamie, Soraya, they all kind of brawled, and, you know, done that kind of gimmick. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, we got a Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes promo, <laughs> which, you know, some real wrestlers, you know. They're, uh, what did they say? They're naturally limitless. Uh, listen, bro, they're coming for the Mogul affiliates. And, uh, Dustin's going to do some damage, you know what I mean? He's already got a win over Swerve Strickland. You know? We're cooking, bro. Dust. Okay, we got a private chat. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, no. Anna's getting <laughs> sick of us. No. Uh, <laughs> I have a thing in the morning. Okay. Let's wrap this shit up. Okay. Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes. We don't need to say anything about that. Except for I love Dustin Rhodes. Keith, please uh, dye your hair. Battle Royal, we spoke about earlier. It was bad. Um, All the Open was on Dynamite, which, you know, pop. Uh, yeah, and they're going to be on Rampage. I, I feel like on Dynamite, they're just there like to fill up space, and then on Rampage, they actually have good matches. Yeah. yeah okay, something like that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, okay, so to close the show, we've got the uh, the Brian Danielson promo. So he comes out to cut this promo with Renee, and she's asking mm -hmm. him about the match, etc. And then MJF goes to come out, and before he can even speak, Brian tells him to show. Um, and he goes off on like this rant, and he tells MJF that uh, he deserved that his girlfriend, uh, that his fiance left him. So that uh, MJF don't deserve shit because he don't fight for anything. Um, he said he's going to kick his fucking head in. He said that um, Danielson's a fighter and he loves to fight and he could have had a job that would have paid him for the rest of his life, but he left that because, you know, uh, he loves to fight, you know. Yeah, it was a fight-up promo, man. It was good shit. A lot of people were putting this over on the timeline. Brian Danielson really selling this on the go-home angle for um, for his world title match on, on Sunday. What did you think, Anna? It's one of those things, like, that promo is the, the kind of promo that you watch. You're like, how can he lose, you know, mm. after this? But you <laughs> kind of know he's going he's gonna to lose. Like, it makes sense that he loses. But, like, the promo is so good. Just Brian, like, one of the best in the world. There's literally, like, nothing else to say about it. It was amazing. Mm. Like, the part is, like, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. It was just popping mm -hmm. so hard. 
it's it was incredible and now i'm in that situation again like yeah maybe like mjf is <laughs> the best thing for his character like i don't know <laughs> dennis is doing a good job of really, dennis is really yeah. making doing a good job of like just making you want to see him beat him and and and, and like yeah, when this feud started, I feel like I, when the feud started, I feel like everyone was kind of in the same boat of like, oh no, MJF should still retain. Like, okay, yeah. it's Brian, but like MJF should still retain. Like, he, of course, he's not gonna lose. And now we're actually in a situation they're like, hmm, maybe he might. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah. It, amazing it's, it's work been, by both of them. It's been well handled. I'm really glad Max just didn't talk this week and let Danielson mm-hmm. get his shit off. Uh, it was, you know, and look, Danielson's not a talker in the sense that, like, he prefers to wrestle rather than talk a long time. But when he does speak, he's very matter-of-fact to the point and says what he needs to say. Mm-hmm. And so even though he didn't say – even though he cut, like, nowhere near as many promos in this build as uh, MJF, he got his point across very, very well. Uh, this promo was tremendous. He contextualized his life and his career in a way that all boils down to this moment and makes it seem like the t- winning the title is, like, the most important thing to him which is really good. Um, and yeah, man, Brian Danielson, you know, like I said this before, he didn't have the reputation of being a great promo back in the day. And now he's turned into a guy who is an amazing wrestler. And frankly, he's a great promo. He's a good, he's a really good promo. You know, he can get his messaging across. Um, the, the He shouted out the authority, which is kind of cute. When he, he was saying like, I overcame like concussions, depression, poverty, the authority. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> the same <laughs> level. I love it. Yeah, right? <laughs> the authority. Poverty, <laughs> the authority. Yeah, right? I was I homeless. Mean... Devin, he slapped me one time. Like, it's like, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, that was cute. Uh, but I, you know, I, I love it. He's, you know, no matter what company it is, it's all like one big story for Danielson in, in his own lore, which is cool. You know? Um, yeah, man, this is great. I'm really looking forward to this Iron Man match. So I thought, I thought, I like. I'm glad that AEW had the go home segment of their go home show be a hard sell for their main event because that's yeah. classic promoting, and that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Especially look on a show where, for me at least, I keep saying like, for a go home show, why is this on the show? What are you doing? Right, what right. Doing? At least for the main event, you actually like. There was a very like focused effort which came off well and you know what I mean you uh I hope he, I hope Brian done his thing and helped move a couple of pay-per-view boys you know um mm-hmm. but you know they're really they're really having it home you know so you know at least we got a win in there um Darren Walker five pounds Will Rose will be the third woman at Revolution and Brit good wrestler and best female promo in AEW I mean you know fair uh, Will Rose will be the third woman at Resolution. I doubt it. That'd be funny. Yeah. Maybe. Pop. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good wrestler, but I know. Anna's never going to give up one up, you know? But, uh, no. yeah, don't, don't no. mind. No, the, the, day, the day that she wrestles a match in a, a lot, like a normal speed, not a 0.5 speed, then I, I might consider. <laughs> Anna yeah. just gets, you know, she just gets spiteful, bro. You know. uh, trust the process, no, thirty-four, two $2. Uh, CM Punk returning, costing MJF the title or emoji. I mean, Mute me preemptively if that happens. Mute yeah, me, block me, block unfollow him. me. Do, do, do get back up and out of here if that goes if, down. If that goes down, just get me <laughs> off your time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, before we get out of here. Let's do a quick run through Revolution. We'll just do kind of like predictions, and if anyone's got kind of like a comment, 
on the match, and then obviously go ahead. Um, I'll start with Christian and Jungle Boy. Um, I think it's fair to say that we all kind of assume that Jungle Boy's going to go over in this one. Um, Jungle Boy's going over, uh, going to be a big test for him. He was tremendous in the Steel Cage match against Luchasaurus, and since then hasn't done much of note. Um, curious how this comes off. Wonder what's going to be next for him. Uh, kind of want to see him to progress more in general when it comes to like his presentation, uh, not just the wrestling. Like in terms of his presentation, because I I think that there's a ceiling on the whole like just kid with the Tarzan gear thing. Uh, but as a match, it's going to be very good. Christian's great. He's got the leather jackets now, you know. But I, I get what you mean. Like go yeah, more yeah. all in with it and make it more yeah. like you know really make a point of differentiating it. Um, right. Even more so than they have already, you know, because pretty much it kind of feels like he's just put on a leather jacket, you know. Um, <laughs> and they call yeah. him Jungle Boy Jack Perry a bit more. Um, anyway. I'm going to go for Jungle Boy as well. And to talk about, like, uh, we're just going to get the predictions, but the ACA podcast that we did Sunday, uh, me, Charlie, and Lexi, we talked about the whole card. Of yeah. course, they didn't confirm yeah. and Jungle Boy, like, until yesterday. But we talked about the whole card, like, a length, <laughs> about, like, storylines and all of our opinions. So if you guys want to watch that as well, just go back and Absolutely. watch it. Yeah, man, why don't you watch it after this, you know, if you're chilling on the YouTube. Yes. Get, get the ACA podcast from mm. Sunday. Let's get it to a 1,000 views, because yes. we're on our way. Yeah. Um, everyone as well make sure that you like in this video while you're in here uh, okay so obviously like I said I'll go with Jungle Boy as well even though I really want to see what Christian's going to get up to after hopefully it works out for Jungle Boy he just kind of like my faith in Tony these days on capitalising on momentum <laughs> kind of worries me there's like Jungle Boy like you guys have already said Jungle Boy will probably beat Christian but it's like then what you know Right, right. What's the point in Jungle Boy beating Christian, sort of thing? You know, um, yeah. You need to really like make it obvious uh, with well, what you do with him next. Uh, okay, Jericho versus Starks. Uh, should be Starks, but uh, I think Chris Jericho's not. winning. Yeah. I think Jericho's winning as well. <laughs> I think Chris Jericho's yeah. winning. That's, that's what I'm saying. It should be Ricky, but we know Jericho. We know Jericho. Like, you, you, uh. you know what I'm more interested in, Monty? The stipulation is no JAS members. I want to see if Jericho actually pulls the trigger and has, like, Andretti come and, like, turn oh heel. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I, I've, I just anymore, <laughs> I've just got this feeling, bro. I've just got this feeling, man. It's not serious at this point anymore. Like, and the thing is, after after Revolution, he's going on the a tour with Fozzie for like a month, yeah. so he's gonna win for fucking nothing. Man, he's got, he's got, he like, should lose, man. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've got this feeling. Yeah. I think he might. I think, like I said, I'm yeah. making predictions. Oh I don't think I'd be backing it with money, but. Oh, I think Jerry 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 Show, oh, my God. Yeah, we were talking Jerry about the Show. Oh, no, the Jerry Show they, trademark. They, they trademark Jerry Show. No. Oh, God. Mazi, I'll, I'll put my fist a bit. Big Show pulled up and punched Ricky Stark. Yeah, the fight, the fight, Big Show theme. Big, big Show theme, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. <laughs> when we get Starks and Big Show as the program, like. oh my god, oh, thank criminal, you. Poor Ricky. criminal, Poor Ricky. um, yeah. 
Big Show okay. starts at Fighter Fest. I mean, at, at, at a double or nothing. <laughs> well, let, let's get let's get uh, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Guns versus the Acclaim versus Giant Jeff versus Dan Hauser and Orange Cassidy. Obviously, all all done more prediction earlier. I think Guns. I think the Guns are going to walk out of the pay per view with the titles. Uh, why? Who are you going with, Anna? <laughs> who are you rooting I'm gonna, for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm rooting for the match to be over. Like, I'm gonna throw like a. I'll, I'll curve, I'm going to say Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are walking out with the time. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that happened, I'd be like, you know what, fuck it. Uh, I think the guns are retaining. <laughs> I think the guns are retaining. I mean, ho- hopefully they exceed expectations because I think it's fair to say that yeah. the expectations are pretty low on this one. Even though everyone kind of thinks the match will be fine, you know, and it'll have some like, good fun spots in it with you know, Jeff Jarrett and I'm sure Satnam Singh will get us some sort of pop and fucking right. Dan Housen and OC are going to do what they do. The acclaimed are going to scissor. The guns will get heat. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it'll be all right. But, you know. All right. Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho versus Soraya. Has to be Jamie. There's literally no other option. Ibo, don't you mm. even like. No. <laughs> don't even do a beat it, right now, you know? Yeah, no, no. It has to be Jamie. If it is Soraya, then, like, it's done. Bye. The, all the progress for the women's division is just, like, gone. Completely. Like, no, we, were, we were getting good matches, and they were, like, right Listen, back to bro. that point. No, no, he's going to be, like, you see, those quarter hours, you know? Oh, God. No, it, ha- it has to be Jamie. It has to be Jamie. Soraya is winning this match. Oh, oh God. God. No, no. You don't even, you don't even face that, she just got like sharp pain in her like her back or something. <laughs> I felt like I felt I feel like if she she actually wins the title, I'm turning off the TV. I'm like not watching anymore. Finish the pay per view. <laughs> just like no, no. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um Okay. Mm. I'm gonna go with Jeremy as well. I think Ibi's lying. I don't think he believes what he says about his prediction. <laughs> um, I'm going with Jamie as well because, of course, why would you end, why would you end Jamie's reign right now? Um, yeah, it's just, okay. I don't know. Tony is doing a lot of, like, dumb head decisions. Like, dumb ass decisions, I mean. Like, he's just, like, fully doing stupid decisions left and right, I feel like, the past months with AW, you know. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised. This is the man who booked the tag match, you know. Like I'm just. Soraya saying, is winning the championship. I'm telling you. You put you putting curses on this person. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I'm not. Like... I'm not. I'm literally like compared to most people, except for Ibu doing this elaborate beat that he's been doing the past few days. Uh, I've actually been like probably higher than most on Soraya, and by higher I mean as in not as. I don't harsh, despise her. Yeah. You know, yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm definitely not going to be defending her in the segments that she's been yeah. in. But at the same time, I, I haven't been. Um, I haven't came down as hard on her than what I've seen from a lot. I tried. People. Like I actually tried. I I was excited when she came back. You know, when she had the when she had the match announced, the first match. I wasn't excited because it was great. But you know, like I was I was excited for the whole like direction with the women's division, and then just took a fucking nosedive. Because the first, mm. like, I'm like, mm, no, mm. just Jamie, please. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Jamie probably walks away with the belt. Unless, uh, I mean, <laughs> Soraya wins and Jamie wins the re- rematch at Craven Cottage. That's what I'm afraid of because between between this match and the rematch is like three, four months or something. Oh man. 
Like we cannot, yeah. I cannot I'm see a Serena down. title ring for yeah, no. <laughs> off the screen. Um, okay, we'll go with uh, Max versus Hangman number Hangman. four, I believe. Yeah, it's the f- yeah they've done three on TV. That's the thing with this match. It's like um, like they I'm never complaining about like yeah like. You do a whole trilogy, then the pay-per-view, man. Okay. Uh, because know, they, they were talking about, like, Mox in his promo, he was talking about how the first one doesn't count. You know, technically in the AW books and uh, in the storyline, it doesn't count because Hangman had to go to hospital because he's, like, legit knocked out. So it doesn't actually count as a win for Mox. So he was saying, like, in, in his promo, he was just saying, like, I won, but, like, they don't count that as a win, so now I have to, like, actually win and stuff like that, so... I still wouldn't have done the third one. Yeah, yeah. The third one I, that they I just do on TV, like I would have just saved it. I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done the second or the third. Either. Like I would have done. Um, I would have had like Max obviously not fucking Hangman out. Not like you couldn't control how that went. But like mm-hmm. I would have built towards like that would have been a selling point for the pay per view. He's like Hangman getting it back on. Do you know what I mean? Um, but when you already yeah. give it away, it's like, well, everyone who watches it and the match will be great, like Texas Death Match as well. Like, this will be obviously, I'm assuming, not aim to go for something completely different to what they've done already with this one, uh, with the stipulation. But, like, even still, like, in terms of like, selling a pay per view, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to sell a match that people have already seen three times in the past few months. Um, yeah. But again, I'm sure the match will be great. Um, and, you know, the people who love it or probably love it at the time. But, again, it's not one of the reasons I'm buying the pay-per-view, if that makes sense, because I've already seen it three times. Um, I'm going to go with Hangman, I guess. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll go with Hangman because of how uh, how the last one finished with him, you know, being so dominant and then getting rolled up. So I'll go with Hangman on this one. What about you, Ripper? Moxley. You know, what do you mean the contrarian for the sake of the anyway, uh, I don't even be- I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> why do I feel like May right now? <laughs> yeah, you do you do money beats, bro. Alright, let's get these last two predictions done, man. Okay. Elite versus House of Black. I'm gonna go with House of Black because yeah, I'm just gonna go with House of Black because I'm getting this weird feeling yeah. about the elite lately. I'm gonna go with them too, because if if they lose, like <laughs> they're so finished. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fucking yeah. Good. Not, uh, not completely finished, but like in terms of like, you know, you know what? They might be finished, <laughs> bro. If they lose, they're finished. Yeah, they cool. came back, and the majority of their segments and promos have been on rampage, like. It just yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Here you go, Mivana. A house of black. Even though it is very weird and sad for me to see the elite losing the title like their first official pay per view defense after the whole mm-hmm. best of seven, they could mm-hmm. have pushed this match for like the or nothing or something. No or nothing like, for the next pay per. Yeah, for the next pay per view, I yeah to maybe even build it up a little bit better. I think either it's gonna be house of black winning or some bullshit's gonna happen. Like some tomfoolery is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, right, so main event, MJF versus Brian, AEW World's Heavyweight Championship. Um, 
60 minute Ironman match. Um, instead of just a prediction of who's going to win, I want you to guess what the score is going to be. Um, mm. I'm going to go with 2 0 MJF. That's it. I think I think that, I think MJF I think MJF will get a uh, early pin. No, not early, but like he will get the first one. Obviously, if he's winning two, now, he's going to get the only ones. But um, I don't know. I think they might try something different instead of just doing like the classic fucking two one, you know, or whatever the fuck. I think they might do something where it's like MJF wins one an earlier on in the uh, sixty minutes. Then the whole match is kind of like Brian getting it back, getting it back, getting it back. Then like MJF just kind of cuts it off for the heat at the end. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me too much if they'd done that. Uh, but again, they probably might just do the two one, and it just kind of goes two one MJF, and you know, and they do kind of a similar format. But I'm gonna go with MJF regardless. What about you guys, uh, Ibu? MJF wins three to two. Three two. Yeah, I was gonna say I think MJF wins and Zyder gonna be like tied. It's gonna be tied and then in the end, like he's gonna pull like a sneaky one or do some like bullshit or something. I don't know. But MJF, you know, winning, I think. You know what? You know what? You know what? Danielson's gonna have the lead two to one in the final minute, and mm-hmm. some MJF will do some type of bullshit to tie it, to send it to sudden <laughs> overtime, and then in overtime, fuck him over again or something. That's my right. prediction. That happening? Oh, my this God. is what we're gonna uh, we'll 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 end with this. So that's been our don't, oh. that's been our revolution predictions. If anyone was taking note, they can tell us next week how wrong we were. Uh, <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, okay, Soraya, nine ninety nine. Appreciate you very much. Um, I mean, that's right. Um, Anna, can you read this one for me? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, man. Let's just get this. Let's get this wrapped up, man. <laughs> hey, Hangy. Thank you for being one of the biggest supporters and defending me against all the losers. By the <laughs> way, despite what Monty says, WrestlePurist is your company. Soraya, sweetheart, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh-huh. You're an amazing wrestler. You've done so much for AEW women's wrestling. You're a living legend. At at the young age of thirty years old, the worst crime you can commit is dick riding without a license. <laughs> Like the video, Ooh. comment on the video, make sure to subscribe. Uh, this has been great. Russell Pierce, we have Unpierce coming tomorrow. For Anna, Mati, I am Ibu Russell Pierce. Thank you guys so much for watching the Russell Pierce podcast. Thank you guys.